Hello everyone and welcome back to A Song of Tara. So, how's everyone been? <clears throat> Pretty okay. Quite good. Fine. Yep. I'm wondering why you always give Mark the blame. Why can't it be Eric? He's the asshole in this. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting because no one who's watching will have the faintest fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> no. Nope. Actually, speaking of how we've been doing, I have had a super annoying neck pain, so I'm going to go find myself some painkillers. Good idea. That's Seems good. reasonable. Yep. Do you have your own or do you need to go scavenging around? I have my own. Alright, so I'm guessing this is... What is this? This is our second, uh, our second prelude session. Technically third, I think. Yeah, it's the third prelude session, that's right. We had the the mood, the first mood, and then last time with the haunted uh, the haunted square. And then now. Mm. Okay. Oh, I can see a nicely drawn square on a paper, and it's haunted. Yeah. I just want to point out to all of you. I just want to point out, uh, now there's an echo anyway. But I want to point out to all of you that in Denmark, it is actually possible to, to baptize your newborn girl, Ninja, spelled that way. No, I think it's pronounced. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Ninja. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. You also have suck. Let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. There is no need. No, it might be pronounced Ninja. No one cares. No, <laughs> no one cares at all. It's Ninja. And, yeah. Then there are, of course, also those weird people who pronounce Ninja Ninja because they have no fucking clue about other languages. Very good point. Well, uh, welcome to A Song of Tara, where we occasionally play role-playing games and mostly discuss languages. Yes. Um, so, um, all right. So, uh, as we as we did established, we are through a few prelude sessions in. This is the third one. And um, what happened last time? Yeah, what did happen last time, guys? We uh, may I? Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Totally. Right. By all means. Well, we. The second session saw us a couple of months after the events of our first moot, where we all got together and met each other as PCs for the first time. We were directed along with, um, oh goodness me, so, um, Patrick Hannigan and what was the other gentleman's name? Matthew, Matthew Sinclair, uh, otherwise known as Fist and Liver and Can't Be Bothered, to do some, uh, to do some community service and uh, help clean up the Liffey a bit in the Umbra or the Umbra, however you want to pronounce it, which we did. We successfully drift, dredged up a car, which we then decided as a totally, totally wonderful and harmless practical joke to drop off, in still in the Umbra, in um, Temple Bar Square, just to piss off the vampires, because why not? And then I, after I that, do remember that. That was pretty good. Yes, we also, as I remember correctly, just shortly afterwards... Um, uh, Aaron successfully got a, a um, got um, uh, Connell's hackles up, and then Connell made an absolute ass of himself. I remember that too. My yeah, insult, good time. I, I don't know if I remember this correctly because I haven't actually watched the video since I posted it. But I want to say I won that altercation. Is well, that right? Am I am I remembering this right? Well, I'm not sure that you won it more that you. Because you, I don't think you engaged in actual combat. It's more that um, Connell was going to try and initiate combat and then failed spectacularly. That's so, right. I remember the double uh, botch. Yeah. There, was, there is something to note, that, note about that uh, particular incident, though. That is that one of the werewolves commenting us, I don't remember which one of them, noticed that, that, that Connell, uh, Patrick noticed that Connell uh, managed to notch 
uh, uh, out to a rage uh, the second time. Uh, that's pretty nice. That definitely changed the overall tone of the scene. Because yeah. I think everyone expected him to. Mm, exactly. Carl didn't notice, but but it was a thing uh, yeah. on, a, on a meta game level. It, it, it's that, that, that is what happened there. They then led us uh, out of the Umbra to Wolftone Square, famously purported by both our wonderful storyteller and the popular guides to Dublin as the most haunted place in the most haunted city in Europe, which is the most haunted continent on the most haunted planet in the galaxy. Sort of. <laughs> Sort of. Um, Bravo, well, cons- sir. Well, well, considering the world of darkness we live in, it, that wouldn't necessarily be an inaccurate description. But um, they sort of dumped us there and said, right, sit here, stay the night, have fun, and buggered off down the pub, as people in Ireland are tend to do. We then sat and talked for a bit, and then ghosties happened. One was, was, was a lovely sweet old lady who then became a very nice-looking, not-so-old lady who... Um, rather got the better of it, well, not got the better but certainly shocked Taliesin, poor boy, uh, with um, an out-of-nowhere kiss, because why not? Um, poor Aaron wasn't quite so lucky. He got to meet Trisha O'Hara, a little girl who got sadly buried alive sometime in the 19th century without a bell, and thus is her ghost is stuck because she's still down there. And Aaron got to experience what that like, that's like firsthand, which understandably left him a bit rattled and so when people kind of didn't you know help in in terms of helping him sort of calm down or give him space he kind of very nearly flipped out as well um there was much discussion and debate there was there were grievances aired between people um Definitely people talk people teen angst yes because why the hell not? That's the kind of thing we're trying to go for to start these sessions off, I suppose. Damn right. Uh, some issues were resolved in that they were addressed and sort of, you know, confronted. Uh, nothing permanent, but then, of course, that's the point. Nothing is ever solved in a night. And as we were doing all this and we were sort of getting comfortable, these weird skull-faced-looking motherfuckers with crossbows decided to sit up on a, win- on a, on a bu- building just above us Take aim, not shoot at us, because at the same time, a couple of very big werewolf leaders decided to come by as well. Decided to ominously chant some ecclesiastical Latin at us, and then fucked off to whatever hidey hole they've decided to make themselves in that fair city. And then we were told that we couldn't go after them, much to Conrell's undying chagrin. Uh, And then we were told we did well, and that we would have a moot, we get some gifts for it, and then we were allowed to go off. Oh, and um, someone made a Are You My Mummy joke, which shocked poor Taryn, and the last time I remember we left off, she was basically coming back at like a streak of white with the aim of beating poor Fenner senseless for the, for the, uh, for the gag. Luckily, Fenner is a very good runner. That's yes. very true. Yes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Christopher Corbin's summary of the events of Summit Tower Session 2. Yeah, I thought it was, you, I think you touched on all the right things. Um, does anyone have anything they want to note in particular about what their characters took away from last session and, and what they bring into this next one? Uh, because for, of course, the benefit of our audience, uh, this next session is going to take place after a considerable, considerable jump in time. Uh, but yeah, anyone uh, feel like Something needs to be brought up about last session. I like it's our Gayard who recaps. Yeah. 
I'm definitely living up to the role both in and out of character, and I'm glad of that. <laughs> well, I think I'll... Uh, I, I choose to interpret the, the uh, roaring silence as no one really has anything to add. So uh, let's, instead of focusing on last session, let's talk about this session. Uh, Lady Storyteller, what's, uh, what's going on? What's been happening? Well, lots of things have been happening, and right now one thing that's happening the most Ooh. is that echo again. Um, I don't really know what to do about it. No, no, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. No, so, so we, uh, uh, for, those, uh, for the benefit of you guys listening in uh, or watching, I should say, um, we presently have like three, uh, two of our players and our storyteller in the same room trying to call, to, uh, you know, juggle the tech. Yeah. And uh, none of us being particularly tech savvy or, you know, knowing anything about most things about this sort of setup, uh, echo might happen. We've yeah. got to try and avoid it. Um, but, you know. Anyway, over the course of the last year, uh, which is, um, well, actually over the course of the last 10 months, you have um, been training quite a lot. It's not only been physical training, it's not only been combat training, but it has been at least in part that. Um, over the course of that period as well, there has been an increasingly hostile mood towards one of your uh, pack members, more specifically, Shiva. That's right. That's amazing. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, to the point where the rest of you uh, have reason to, for the last two months before we start playing, they would have issued, they, they were, well, at least the last month before we start playing, you would have had reason to fear for her future in the set because there's there's been some, you know, people are now actively shunning her and avoiding her and it's pretty clear that they don't want to give you guys any kind of uh, of of um, they don't want to in include you in anything because she is there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's uh, that's really interesting. Let, let's well, let's briefly touch on why that is. Let's get to that afterwards. I'm just going to bring the whole thing to a conclusion first. I'm fine with that. Um, on top of that, I've spoken to some of you in, in private about some things. Uh, obviously, um, to our listeners, I'm not able to actually divulge that here because people have gotten some information that may be secret until they choose to share it. That doesn't go for all of you, but some of you. Over the course of the last year, the Sept has um, been... It's been fighting. There has been combat going on, primarily with um, the local uh, uh, the local leeches, the, the vampires. Um, hostility has picked up, and is now a general a general problem um, because. Well, it's a, it's a daily occurrence, or should I say, nightly occurrence by now, um, that. One or more werewolves uh, will have run-ins with um, with vampires. It's not always that it comes to blows. It depends on whether you guys run into them in a place where everyone and their mother would see a fight. But from time to time, it does result in fighting. We have a litany to uphold and they have a masquerade. Exactly. Uh, that being said, uh, the spirits are not... Just give me a second here. Give me a second. Sure, sure. 
Så kan jeg vel oh. plukke min egen. Ja, yeah, okay. Uh, Daniel, could you call me? Uh, yes. We, we may have a solution to the echo, because I had an extra headset. Oh, right, good. Sure. Just uh, strap in tight. We are going to be doing technology. Otherwise, it would probably give me some issues. Too bad the glass walker ain't there to help you. I, I do prefer <laughs> yeah. if I could actually talk to Skype and explain to it what a colossal piece of shit it is sometimes. Yes, but I think it would probably take that quite badly. Yeah, so I'm attempting to add on uh, No, I'm, I'm going. I'm co- my sound is not coming from the headset right now, so that's not so great. Okay, so. Okay, let's see. Yeah, oh my goodness. What, what is up right now is that um, I'm getting sound not from the headset Jon gave me, but from my computer. The question is if it's my mic or the headset mic that's. Functioning, but I'm at least going to put oh. in my other. So. There we go. Mm. Alternatively, if um, if no other solution can be found, we could uh, we could put uh, the two of you on push to talk. We can go that with that. Yeah, I, you can do that on Skype. Well, I think. I don't know. But I can hear myself. Yeah, you're coming yeah. through on both on yours and Hela's. Yeah, that's because this headset doesn't seem to be working on my computer. All right, so. Um, well, I can hear you quite clearly, and it seems to have killed the worst of the echo. Yeah, but then the problem is that now Erasmus is speaking with two voices. That's pretty cool, but I'd prefer not to. Well, I can only hear him once. Oh. I can hear me twice. That's interesting. Well, not anymore, actually. I can oh, hear okay. him once. Well, that's funnily enough after I've plugged this one up. But... Right. Oh. Well, if, okay, if anyway. we can make it work, we'll just make it yeah. work until the break, and then we can talk about it's, if exactly. it does become unbearable, we'll, of course, fix it. But, yeah. you know, we can't yeah. account for the tech right now, I guess. No, exactly. Uh, anyway, just to finish things up, um, about... A month before the, the, the game starts tonight, you people have been informed that there will be a prominent and important guest arriving in Dublin from England. Oh, and right. That, and that this prominent and important guest is, in fact, a man named uh, Michael Blackwell, and he is, in fact, Aaron's father. <laughs> you being uh, the rest of the, 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 the pack that Aaron hangs out with, being his pack mates, are in, uh, are basically told to um, be on their best behavior and uh, go have dinner with the man. And um, he has indeed, he has indeed uh, extended a an invitation, and we will be. Uh, we will be starting the game when you arrive at the Marker Hotel, which is one of the finest hotels, if not the finest hotel in Dublin, where Michael Blackwell is um, 
residing in the presidential suite, or I should say, quite frankly, I don't think we will be starting up when you arrive there. We will start when you guys are. I don't. I don't know which one of you guys you want to be at home with, but you're getting dressed and ready, and at least for the girls, I assume some level of of uh, makeup, perhaps, or something. I suggest Taryn's house in that case. Probably that makes uh, that does make sense. So you are at Taryn's place and getting ready, and you will be heading to the marker in the well. Mister Blackwell has arranged transportation for you all, and it will be arriving within the next thirty minutes. Take it away, boys. Um, guys, I uh, went to Skype and switched to the headset microphone. Can you hear me? Oh, very clear. Yeah, indeed. very clear indeed. Awesome. All right. So before we before we start out, I think we should, uh, you know, for the benefit of of our of our audience, who has not yes. uh, talked out what's happened over the past ten uh, ten months. Sure. Let, let's quickly address like what has been going on with Shiva and why this is an issue. True. True. Well, the reason and the problem is that Shiva has been she's been feeling very down, very melancholic over the past year. She's um, found herself having a very hard time accepting her that her new life, so to say, which is that of the guru. She doesn't particularly like guru society. She doesn't like the rules. Uh, and quite frankly, she grieves for the life that she will now not have. She feels that she has lost the ability to make her own choices. And the local guru have done everything in their power to make her feel welcome. They've been friendly towards her. They've tried to help her. They've tried to offer suggestions and guidance. Some of them have done so in a very friendly manner. Others have been more brusque and blunt and direct. Mary, in particular, has been a little bit of both. Um, and What's she uh, lives, Mary's relationship with Shiva? She, Shiva lives with Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as a, as a consequence... After about nine months of not being met with any kind of of response, positive response, and still feeling that she's not she's not coming around, they're they're starting to give up on her. And Shiva's reaction to all of this has consistently been, "But I'm putting in the work. I am doing what you tell me. I am putting in the work." But the guru, on the other hand, are saying it's not about the work. It's good that you're doing the work and we appreciate it. And yes, it is important. But the point of all this is you don't want to be here. We can't trust you. Because if somebody came along and offered you a way out, you would take it. And for that reason, we don't know that we can actually trust you. And because they feel they can't trust her, they have no choice, no alternative but to extend at least a measure of that distrust to the rest of you that sounds about right so the uh, the underlying issue here is that she's her, her attitude makes her appear a security risk which is an issue when we're yeah. coming close to our rite of passage yes mm. that said before arriving at Terence you guys know that she had a meeting with someone at the Sept. You don't know exactly what it was about. 
You don't know what was said. You don't even know who she met with, unless she chooses to tell you. But she has been at some kind of palaver and sit down and chit-chat or whatever. And as I said, we are now up to the point where, in about 30 minutes' time, Mr. Blackwell's transport is going to uh, come by to pick up all you young rascals and take you to a fancy dinner at a fancy hotel in a not-so-fancy town. Hmm. Uh, I should add that since her talk, Shiva has been... Uh, quiet and thoughtful, but not in a not in the same melancholic way she usually is. Now she looks like she's she's smelling things over. It's like a um a, an a level of activity to her to her thinking. Like you can see the the cogwheels turning. Yeah, very very nice. All right. Well, I think since we're at Taryn's house, this is perhaps one of those instances where it's not the storyteller who needs to set the scene, but a player. Yeah, um, definitely. Taryn, why don't you tell us a bit about where we are and w- how that place looks, feels, and smells, and so on? Well, that's if Taryn is here. Yeah, of course. We need AJ to unmute, of course. <laughs> well, she has to be right back. That's true. I guess we'll just wait for a brief moment then. Maybe on... Uh, while we wait for, uh, yep, for yep. Taran to come back, um, so we could talk about like how have you guys reacted to the Sept react? You know, giving you a bit of blowback from Shiwa's reactions. What have what have you guys' yep. characters went through? I can imagine that Taliesin's first reaction will be a very private. Uh, Something is making a lot of noise. A lot, a lot of noise. Yeah. Sorry, Joan. That was me. I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> I'd like popcorn. Um, but no, I would say Taliesin's reaction, depending on who's present, would probably be a very um, a quiet uh, and somewhat frustrated, but also very um, caring, oh, for fuck's sake, sort of thing. Ah. But uh, no. He's not, okay. really, he's not really all about what's been going on here. He, he's, he doesn't think it's fair. He doesn't like what's happening. Um, well, I think it's that he can... It's not, I don't think it's any case of him not thinking it's fair, other than the fact that he, he gets why... He, he, he thinks he kind of gets why Shiva doesn't think that the situation she's in is necessarily fair. Uh he might even understand it very sort briefly why it is that she um she feels the need to sort of shut herself off and try and do what she's doing but at the same time he feels he feels very helpless because he knows he's not if he tries to reach out to Shiva it won't work because mostly because he's probably got a good idea by now that Shiva's not the kind of person to naturally accept help on emotional issues from anyone Nope. And secondly, the fact that he knows that, as far he, as far as he is aware, he's never, Shiva's never gotten past the image of Taliesin being a, a glorified hippie speech giver. So he he feels that if he goes and tries to help her, he's only going to make prove her point, and she'll shut herself in even more. So he feels kind Quite of helpless because like- he feels kind of helpless because he wants to help, but he knows he's not the person to do it. Right. That's very interesting. I see we have AJ back, so I guess when when it comes up, how we interact, people can we can bring to the forefront 
how people have interacted with each other over the past 10 months. But for now, I, I guess okay, we should yeah. get into the scene. And uh, welcome back, AJ. Um, what I uh, what we said was uh, that uh, since this uh, since we're starting out being at Taryn's place and getting dressed and preparing to being preparing for being picked up, uh, yeah. you are we are looking to you to set the scene for us and describe where we are and what's going on. What does your parents' place look like? Okay, I have no idea when it was decided that they started out at Taryn's place. Probably you want to so mentally. Away. You want to say so? It was probably. Yeah. It, it was I brought up. It became it a thing. It she lives sense. in a high-rise building in the middle of Dublin. Yep. Obviously a penthouse. Yep. Mm. Uh, it's very modern styled. There isn't the unnecessary knick-knack you see in old houses with a soul. It's a nice way to put it, right? Yep. yep. It's very streamlined. Uh, everything is designed to be most fully functional with the least personality showing. Very nice glass building, but her own room is the opposite. It's full of little knickknacks. It's still stylish, but there's photos out, there's dog toys in the corner, everything is out. Little knickknacks. It's obvious what she likes. So her room is actually like a stark contrast to the apartment. Like her room looks lived in. Yep. The rest of the apartment doesn't. Okay. Very cool. So what does her room feel like? I, I, I have this sense that that would be kind of where we're chilling. The room is big, but it doesn't look big because she has a lot of comfy beanbags to sit in, a fat boy in the corner and big TV on the wall with a lot of game consoles for it. As uh, you do. Yeah. What, fat, boy, uh, fat Boy is in the first Nintendo DS, or...? No, the um, Fat Boy is the beanbag chair. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, I just think of the first Nintendo DS. Also, I can hear myself. Maybe I should say something. I don't know. Try now. Um, oh. At any rate, hers is a lot more cozy to be in. There's little... Um, Blankets and stuff around if you're feeling chilly. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's a teenage room for someone who likes gaming. Hmm. I'm also imagining the uh, the room being being half halfway littered with with the open um, is it cardboard? I'm thinking of carton open carton boxes. Nope. Um, like with uh, with that has contained the uh, the clothing that we're getting dressed up in. Oh, you would have noticed that Taron. No, no, he's saying that we would have left some from the new clothes. You would have noticed that Taron would have put them nicely away. Okay. All right. Well, uh, okay. So that's that's pretty nice. Yep. And there's a dog in your apartment, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm imagining it's not. That might not be altogether too cool with us being there. Um. It knows the Ragabash. It knows the Fina. And I don't know how much it's seen for Taliesin, but no, it does not like Aaron. What's the dog's name? It's named Micah. Micah. Okay. Mm. Alright. I don't get the feeling that's one of your favorite names. Someone (laughs) someone run with this scene. Someone do something initiative. 
Do you yeah. honestly do you honestly expect me to wear a fucking tie as well, or can I just go like this? Uh, he says, standing there with only with his top button undone. Just tie, go like that. A tie is proper. Oh, fuck. I would suggest you wear the tie. Otherwise, you might stand out as not looking like you belong. Mm, well, we, we don't are. Belong. <laughs> I was about to make that point. We are a bunch of fucking misfits. <laughs> <laughs> misfits or not, you know, you've been invited. I guess that's as belonging as you can, right? Uh, I do suppose. Just wear the tie. That way you already have a noose when you do something embarrassing. Yes, anything, anything not to upset his nibs. I know the drill. Also, I posted a picture of Micah. Yep. In that case, I'm. While she normally likes Micah, I'm pretty sure she was staying away from him because she's wearing a white dress. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. And Micah will not have it. He wants Petsies and he wants them now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Aaron, as could, as we, well. um, could we put Micah outside? Hmm? Uh, could, could, could we put Micah outside? Um. We might not oh, look dress. presentable with, with dark hair all over us. Oh, your dress. Micah, out! 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 out. <laughs> Who has ever heard of a werewolf who can stand a few dark hairs? <laughs> not, not, well, not. don't turn into Krynas, then you'll ruin the dress anyway. <laughs> I don't intend to. Ma- Micah sends you the biggest sad as I... And does whatever all Tibetans, Mastiff, do. They yep. bark the minute they're all shot out of the room. Yep. I can actually hear a dog in the background. Yeah, (laughs) wonderful. I can't get our dog to bark right now, which is annoying because he usually does it anyway. Yeah, that's so strange. Oh well. Okay. I I guess I guess we'll live. Um. So, I don't think Aaron is doing a lot of talking. He's doing mostly. He's doing a lot of responding. Um. Just uh, pacing a hole in the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does Connell look like he knows what he's doing when trying to fix this tie? Oh hell no. <laughs> then Nope. Then Taryn goes to help him so he doesn't end up strangling himself. I doubt he's ever worn a tie before, so That is entirely likely. <laughs> I am Connell... just going to move you over to the right map. Cool. What about oh, this like Try and strangle yourself. Stand still. Let me fix this. Well, as as Heather mentioned, there was his his confirmation, and I'm I don't know how confirmation fashion looked what fifteen ish years ago. So I can't say if he wore a tie. I know I wore a tie when I was confirmed, but that's, that's actually, quite a bit longer ago. They actually don't do that anymore. No. Even at my confirmation, they didn't. Well, anyway, guys, just so you are aware, I just felt this might be of interest. Can you see me do the ping here? Uh, Yes. Yes. So, could you shift ping, please? Yeah. Or I can just... Oh, Oh, there. Yeah, Yeah, that was quite a while from where I was. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) There. The ping, this is where the hotel is located, incidentally. It's just so you have an idea of where it is comparative to, for example, the green, which, of course, is down there. So it's by the waterfront. Yeah, it's by That's what's good. called the Grand Grand Canal, which is yeah, yeah the waterway running there. in the canal if it goes wrong. <laughs> I remember. I mean, we're not there right now, so it's not no, no, that. No. Uh, it's it, this is not that um, uh, pressing. But I remember seeing a picture of the marker, and it's like very modern. Yeah, it is. Hmm. It it very much is. It's um, 
Uh, it's a glass facade uh, uh, building. It's uh, the interior decoration is is very uh, stylish and, and modern in in uh, in 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 its look. Um, so yeah, it's it's not you know what you might think of as the the, the classic. Uh, the classic sort of hotel from Great Britain with deep, deep, fluffy chairs and and thick wallpaper and that sort of thing. No, An this old is, building with a it, long history. Yes, with a. So with a what you cut out? Yeah, you you cut out. Can you can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Okay. The uh, an old building with a number of butlers, all with names like Smithers and Rogers and James. Yes, of course. Now you're not on first name with the butler, my dear. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I think um, Shiwa goes and puts a hand on Aaron's shoulder. Aaron and... turns and regards you like as he's expecting you to ask him a question. Uh, okay, so anything you haven't mentioned yet, like he has a giant mole in the middle of his forehead or something? I bet he does. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. I'm sorry, doll. He doesn't. Um, he. Uh, what? What's? What's to say about him? Um, my father is. My father is a a great man. Um, very busy man. I guess so, but I mean, you might get the impression that I think you get, you'll probably get the impression that he's a bit more a bit more of a hardliner than he actually is. This is, by the way, not at all true. This is Aaron <laughs> com- Aaron apologizing in advance for what he expects his father's behavior to be like. Um, oh, okay, but but, but you know. Any topics we should avoid talking about, or oh no, no, actually, I um, I should ask my storyteller about this first, actually, before I answer that question. Uh, Joan, yes, I have the impression mm-hmm. because, and I think this impression extends to Aaron as well, that his father doesn't actually want these uh, this pack of Aaron's to like put on some form of exemplary behavior like to to behave distinguished and fine i think he expects them to be to be very well dressed because of the setting yeah and to show the proper respect i think he also expects them to have been told to like behave properly but then also to be able to see this pack for what they actually are indeed very true yeah so he so and basically, like, the motivation for that is probably twofold. It's so that he gets a look into Aaron's world and can understand what his son is dealing with and how that can be used. And then also, if some of them make an ass of themselves, which they're liable to with two Get a Fenris and a Ragabash uh, amongst us, hmm. um, then he can actually hold that over, over, at least over Aaron's head, right, and be like, so next time I see you, none of that shit from last time, and that will then be a test of Aaron's ability to corral his pack. Mm. That's what I'm imagining. And by a, well, a that may be that may be how Aaron perceives it. Yeah, whether th- that is the case, I think definitely that's how Aaron perceives it. And as such, um, when when he answers this, he he's just looking at you, shrugging, and and uh, and. 
hiding his nervousness. He's, he says, no, no, you just, um, you know, just basically be yourself. I mean, my, you know, uh, my, my dad deals with a lot of different people. So as long as you, you know, I mean, you mind your manners to a regular extent for a dinner party, there should be no problems. Um, uh, Taliesin has um, got his phone out and he appears to be, his thumb is moving with some degree of dexterity as any self-respecting teenager does when he's texting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Without, he, while he's doing it, he half looks up towards Aaron and says, any titles we need to address him by? Um, yes. Um, but it's not... I will probably present you guys to him. Um, that would be proper. And... Of course, as you do, I'll present him to you when we enter. But my my father's the one title you should know is his present deed name. My my father is known as Black Racer. Hmm. Shall I, so we should greet him in our first instance as such. Uh, yes, until until such a time that he says that I don't know, Mister Blackwell or Michael will do. If he says that, yes, I will anyway. also be probably be presenting you guys by your deed. Uh, I should say pub names, um, because that's proper form. All right then. Thank you for letting me know that. No problem. At this point, Aliasin finishes his text. <laughs> Continue pacing. Uh, no, <laughs> and um, is it right? I'm popping out for a smoke. Back in a bit, and off he goes. Yes. Huh. Does uh, anybody we'll see else... him in 20 minutes when he's done riding the elevator up and down. Yes. <laughs> does, does anybody else do anything uh, before the, the cars arrive? Aaron just gets herself ready, putting her game face on. Okay. I go back to spacing out and looking thoughtful. So, she will? Uh, Aaron says, uh, are you sitting down? No, that would crinkle my dress. Okay. Uh, Aaron <laughs> says, stepping uh, deftly into your personal space. Um, you okay? Uh, what? Sorry? I was thinking. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of that tonight. I mean, you look like, like you look like you got something going on. And a uh, Aaron has like a smile on his face as he says this, implying that the something you've got going on is definitely better than whatever you used to have going on. <laughs> um, I think because, you know, personal boundaries and such, Shiva takes a small step backwards. Not, you know, obviously, but just as you do. Aaron is subconsciously pleased by this. <laughs> um, and, well, I... Um, I had a talk with um, Finds Away about, <laughs> well, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, it just, it just left me a lot to think about. Okay. I, uh, he says that he, he g gives you like a, a, a brief, uh, a brief tug on the shoulder and as he he tries to figure out if, if you are okay and what he has said is okay. And going by your general demeanor, I think Aaron decides that it's probably it's probably good. And uh, yeah. he just nods at you. Um, so that's, that's good. That's good. Uh, finds a way. Yeah. He's, a, he's a cool dude, I guess. Yeah. 
it, I, I think his deed name prob is probably quite fitting. Yeah, I mean, he's like, they keep talking about how young he is and he's like shooting to the stars, right? Yeah, uh, I guess. Sorry, I'm I'm distracted. Yeah, um, did you you keep thinking? You, uh, I'll I'll be over here doing something unrelated. Yes. <laughs> oh, she said it gets a chuggle out of her. So, sorry for butting in. Um, sure. Mentioned glass walls, uh, Aya. Does that mean that being outside, people could actually still see Taliesin? Well, there are curtains, so I guess some of them are drawn at okay. this time, so he can be behind the curtain and we can only see his, you know, kind of his silhouette. His ass. I'm imagining, and I'm, uh, you know, by all means, tell me if I'm wrong, but you said that you've had uh, regular visits by, um, uh, by um, uh, Shiwa and by Fenner. And by Taliesin, yes. Yeah. So regular visits by Fenner implies to me that you have like a DEFCON 2 situation going where you're covering all reflective surfaces. Why <laughs> do you think there's yeah. curtains now? Yeah, I, I thought as much. <laughs> Just imagining like, you know, a rock. It's a, it's <laughs> a over very a modern high-rise building. It's made of glass. They're in the penthouse. They have no need for privacy because everything that can watch in is birds. Hilly, wait a minute. Um, could you do Oops. something with your microphone? Yeah, because my uh, mic is far away. There you go. <laughs> Much better. Lovely. I forgot. No worries. Um, no, um, yeah. That does also mean there's a risk for Fenna whenever she gets near the building. As with any other building. And the bathroom. And when she put on makeup, I guess I guess we did okay getting in here. So, mm. well, Taryn will by know now that it's a good idea to cover the freaking mirrors when she walks in and knows that Venna is coming over. Pretty cool. And and maybe shut the curtains. Maybe blindfold Fenna while she's being led towards the building. <laughs> yeah, you have like you have your protocol. You have your protocol. Like, okay, Fenna's coming over. I guess we're doing this stuff now. Yeah. Does that uh, actually matter? Does she have to see the surface or just be near it? Uh, see it, I think. Um. At this point, um, Taliesin comes back in. Um, the jo uh, it is a joint at this point. Um, but he also has. But behind his ear, at the moment, he's actually got tucked a normal cigarette rather than a joint. <clears throat> okay. Because, well, protocol. If he gets an opportunity to smoke uh, in polite company, it's obviously legal and therefore much politer to smoke an actual cigarette than a joint. Yes. So that's there. But he sort of looks in and um, there's a look on his face which is determined but not unkind and... He specifically looks at um, at Shiva and says, "Is it right if I borrow you for a second? Just want to talk about something." Uh, what? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I just can, you, can we have a little talk on the balcony about something? I just want to. I just want to, you know, talk about something with you. I don't get a chance um, to socialize with you very often. Sure. Just um, <laughs> no secondhand smoking then. No, no, no. no. Well. Unless you want to. She shakes her head and heads toward the balcony. 
So it's in oh, what out. time of month is this? Or oh, year, sorry. John? Uh, you mean... Uh, yeah, oh, it's outside, like? uh, it is... Um, let me see. It's more if I'm going to freeze when I get out of the balcony. Uh, I think it is actually uh, March. It would be late March, just like it is now. All right, man. So we are to- tolerably cold. Yes. Okay. Um, if if as well, if when Sheila gets out there, um, Taliesin's first thing is like, "Do you want to wear my jacket for a bit?" Uh, yeah. Thanks. It takes it off and gives it to her to keep her warm, and he puts out the joint. Uh, he doesn't throw it over the edge though, because that would be littering. <laughs> uh, I think like, Chiba makes an effort to not sniff the jacket and go, "Ill, it smells of smoker." Mm. Well, it's a brand new coat, so it probably won't smell too much of that. But well, I guess not. But no, that's easy to make an effort. All right. So yeah. So what? I just um, wanted to check you were doing okay. You, were, I mean, no, I kind of heard that something sounded like you were talking with Aaron about something a minute ago. I know it's yeah. been a. I understand it's been a bit of a hectic evening for you, anyway. Hmm. Yeah, but I think it's it's probably good. Yeah. Um, as I told Aaron, I had a talk with Finds Away, and now I have a lot to think about. Uh, is he living up to his name then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Ah, oh, damn it! I've never been very good at subtlety, you know. Look, I. You know, I've. Any time we've talked, I've not brought anything up about. Well, you, because well, it's your life, and I want to respect that. And I know I'm not the person to talk to. I'm. I'm the uh, hippie speech giver, after all. <sighs> Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to make sure that what you're thinking about is, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I just hope that whatever you're thinking about is going to help move things on a little is all. I mean, <laughs> I have been worried about Tully. you. I'm not going to throw myself off the balcony if that's what you're worried about. Oh, no, well, Suck. perish, <laughs> perish, perish the thought. But I mean, you are my friend. I do worry about you. You know, friends should do that. Yeah. Well, I, I think. Well, yeah, that's it. I think. But yeah, I think things might become better. Mm. In my experience. Thinking is obviously a good thing, but sometimes thinking too much can hurt. So ironically, sometimes it's actually less painful to just feel stupid as that sounds, I know. Damn it, I never was very good at talking about things. Yeah, you're better at speeches, aren't you? Uh, I suppose. When... Thanks for your concern. Like I, said, uh, I think, actually... That, hmm? Well, hopefully you might believe me this time when I say I think I'll be fine. Tennyson takes a good look at you, decides, <laughs> decides that your words and the look in your face is, is heartfelt. So you must have sort of taken on board what he just said. 
kind plus of. The in, plus the inflection is probably slightly different than what you're used to hearing from her. It's no longer, yeah. I'm fine. Yes, it's actually, it's, it's heartfelt, it's not deflective. Yeah. And his, his, his face just lights up. It's the kind of, it's the kind of warm smile that evokes... He evokes, feels relieved. Yes, it's the kind of it's the kind of glow in his face that evokes a pinball machine when you've won the bonus game. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Yes. It's like I would rather think I do. She just scored a tilt. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> well, right around this time, while you are standing up there, you see um six vehicles approaching down below. You see four of these. I'm just going to put up a link here. You see four of these. Okay. Ooh, very swish. And you see two of these. Oh, that's the wrong one. Come on. Cooperate. Eh. Here we go. There you go. Two of those. I like the fact that the first one is called Bit. (laughs) Why do I get probably the feeling? A Bentley. Oh, I know exactly why we've got two Hummers. I know exactly yeah, why we've got two. Well, not for the get a first, but the the two are runes. They need armored, armor plated vehicles driving them. Oh, I like the pink one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if only, if only he had that much of a twisted sense of humor. Uh, well, um, those, those uh, arrive, and um, not long after, uh, Taran. Um, your dad enters and tells you that we, we, he's got a, a, a merry glint in his eyes and he, he looks at, at all of you and, and comments positively on everybody's appearance. And then he says, well, it looks like, um, it looks like Fenna and, and, uh, and Connell are going to have some slightly different rides than the rest of you. Different rides? Yes, different rides than the rest of you, but uh, your limos have arrived. Limos? Yes, there's one for each of you, apparently. Aaron has this moment where he just quietly to himself is is wondering, is this going overboard? Like, isn't the point of a limo to have more room for more people? Then he decides that... that you can see Terran's face turn slowly toward him with a face that clearly states, Your father is so tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Aaron. How much money does your family have? Uh, I think uh, for a moment, Aaron wants to be, uh, to be uh, humble about this, like about that question and just, you know, laugh it off. But instead, I think he just stands up straight and is like kind of rolling in it. Well, let it not be said that your father does not appreciate the uh, the theory of bling. If you've got the wealth, yes. if you've got the wealth, you got to show it off. You know what? Let's let's add theory of bling to the bucket list of things we don't say tonight. Let's, okay. let, let, let that be the first item: theory of bling, not words that need to be combined in front of my father. Oh come on, blood! Surely you got to be getting with it, don't you understand, bruv? And he does say it exactly like that. Taryn gets up and takes her little jacket. Get money, get bitches. <laughs> yeah, oh, hmm. All right, all right, no. Come well, on, not uh, in Aaron's it's... case, Finna. All right, all right, we'll everyone. Let's, regular people. Let's just... What? I didn't catch the last 
Oh, sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I d just in two, oh, probably. I, um, Shiva comments, well, not in Aaron's case, Fenna. He'll have to settle for regular people. Hmm. The law is the law. Um, okay, come on, guys. Out you go, everyone. Don't forget your jacket. Mm -hmm. uh, Shiva hands Talias in his jacket bag and finds her own. Yep. Yes. Uh, Taliesin puts it on, buttons it up, and... I think comb... Well, we won't comb his hair, but he'll run his hair across... He'll run his hand over his hair, which he has meticulously slicked down. Yes. And he's had a proper shave. He's... If he's going to do this, he's going to do it properly. Yes. Uh, it doesn't... Again, doesn't quite suit him. Ha-ha. Suits ha-ha. But um, he is putting in the effort. Yes. Right. Well, uh, elevator ride downstairs in cars... On your ways, yes. Yeah. Saren is, by the way, the last one out of the house. Makes sense. And there's yeah. a picture of her hair for the evening. Very nice. Oh, I kind of want to see that. Let's see if I can find the link. She knows how to fix her hair, fix oh, her makeup, wow. fix her clothes, everything. See if I can, if I can get a, a picture of that up for our audience to see. I think at the moment, Shiva probably has quite short hair because she's planning on growing it out. But right now it's black. So, you know, less to cut off once it grows out red. If she has asked, Saren would have fixed her hair. There you go. Yeah, that's, sure. that's very good looking. It's, it's, uh, that is a very good look indeed. All right. It's well, not that extreme updo-ish. It's still kind of relaxed, even though it's very elegant. Yeah, I, I also... I remember Terran's hair color being more on the platinum side of blonde. Yep. All right. Well, um, fine. It's it looks white until sun hits it like all platinum hair. Then there's a stripe of silver. Sure. All right. So I think, uh, like, uh, at least uh, I can't speak for the others, right? But as as we drive away, I think uh, when uh, for there's that moment where, where Aaron has uh, shut the door to his car and we're, we're pulling out of the driveway and... and uh, heading towards our, our location, uh, yes. where he just he has a quiet breakdown in the car. Um, um, that he hasn't been able to properly express in front of his pack. And then uh, I think we should have a, a brief break. Yes. This has been working fine in terms of tech, so... Let's say a five-minute break, guys, and sure. uh, we'll be right back with more uh, Song of Tara. Okay. okay. Sure. And we're back. Yeah. Well, uh, whoever is behind the wheel in each of your uh, limos, once you get into them, and yes, it is in fact correct that the two Geta Fenris get the Humvees and the rest of you get the Bentleys. Um, the Hummers are somehow more powerful looking. Um, <laughs> uh, however, the, the, the Bentleys might be slightly more luxurious. That's not to say that the Hummers aren't super luxurious on the inside as well. They certainly are. And yes, there are a couple of those driving around the streets of Dublin. Um, that being said, they take you along the scenic route. It's not just that they drive directly there because, you know, you guys have each, each of you now have some time to luxuriate in the back of a, uh, of a limo with, uh, a, a mini bar which has been stocked incidentally and yes there is alcohol and there are different kinds of soda if that's what takes your fancy there's a little bit of everything 
Yes, I think um, Taliesin will be taking particular note of the little things like that, the fact that they are going the long way around, the fact that there is drink, the fact that, well, the fact that everyone is um, getting a separate limo. We don't have anyone else in the huge space for else with us, do we? Or? Nope, nope. Each of you have your own, you, you all have your own limo, and uh, yeah. Yes, I think he's he's definitely taking note of every, of just how calculated each individual aspect of their journey is. Yep. In regards to what it means in terms of the kind of... Well, it takes... It, the, the trip, I should say, that's probably something you will want to notice then. The trip should take something like 10 minutes. It takes more like half an hour. So you have time to really enjoy yourselves. Does anyone, I think, um, oh, sorry. I think uh, Connell will make it his uh, his mission to empty the Hummer of any kind of of liquid, <laughs> and s- snacks and and so forth. Just as long as he doesn't then refill it with liquid. Finna just leans back and takes up a lot of space in the limo. Get well, get some alcohol before that. Takes a selfie. Sends it to Connor with the word bitchin'. <laughs> um, yeah. That's good. That's definitely good. Um, <laughs> so, sorry. It, it should also be pointed out in Fenna's limo specifically, there are no reflective surfaces anywhere. Everything is matte. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yep. Hi, someone's done their research. Um, yep. Someone yeah. would have been a bit of a faux pas if I hadn't called certain things in. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Um, Taliesin, for his part, will, as, as Jonas mentioned, he'll probably take note of the fact that this is a le- an extra long journey. He will make sure to tuck the cigarette he did have behind his ear into a place that is both easily accessible without it crumpling it and yet discreet like a, you know, a jacket pocket or something. Uh, and he will probably help himself to a... He'll help himself to an alcoholic drink of a milder variety, certainly. Yes. He won't go overboard. Okay. Well, as I said, it takes about 30 minutes. Then you arrive at the marker. Each car rolls up in turn. There's a valet who opens the door for you and lets you out. And then basically um, you can see a couple of other valets standing by the door opening opening it for you. It should also be noted that the last car to arrive out of the six is Aaron's. I think when uh, when my door is opened, it's just like this. I imagine they're they're soundproof, so when the door is opened, it's just this, this suffocatingly loud, uh, suffocatingly loud uh, Chopin blasting out of the cabin that I've <laughs> used to kind of drown out my own thoughts. Not entirely impossible, indeed. There's this brief just explosion of piano music, and then it fades as the jo- uh, the door shuts. Yep. And you, yep, explode. Yep, 
Definitely. The um, definitely explode. Yeah, definitely explode. Well, you um, you are let out of the cars, as I said. You are shown in uh, to the hotel. There is a a um, there is a young man in livery who is waiting to uh, take you to the um, separate uh, lift or elevator, which will take you up to the presidential suite. It's very nice that they've done all the prep work. Um, they do. There's a, This young man um, takes you up on the large, spacious uh, elevator. You, you are not uh, in any way squeezed in. It's also very, very smooth ride. So basically he pushes the button and then you guys don't actually feel like you're moving until the door opens again and you are now at the top floor. So question... Yes. As a person, personally, with, with absolutely zero social traces, mm-hmm. um, is it proper, uh, for, would, would, would it be, would it be proper for Aaron to, uh, to offer an elbow to any of the females in the group, despite them not having any romantic, uh, relationship? No, because there is no romantic re- relationship, you shouldn't. All right. See, th- these are things I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That is why you ask. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. Uh, but they will be, uh, basically, they are, um, they are shown in what at, one at a time. You are all shown in, uh, one, one person at a time. You are introduced by the, uh, by the valet, um, letting you in. And as you enter the room, you see a tall, very handsome, um, Dark-haired man in his mid-forties. He's got just the tiniest touch of silver in his hair. He's got a... There's a lot of noise. Yeah, something got very <clears throat> cracked later. Yeah. yeah, I heard it too. Um, it's gone. Good. Yep. It's gone. The, um, uh, he has just the tiniest touch of silver in his hair. He has a, uh, a short beard... Which is cropped very close to his uh, to his face, but it is definitely there. Um, he is immaculately dressed in um, in a uh, black suit, which is obviously tailored to him. It looks uh, he look he 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 manages the impossible, which means that he actually looks relaxed in a suit. Yeah, that requires them to be tailor made. It also, it might, it's, it's still, in my personal opinion, a physical impossibility, but he somehow <laughs> manages it anyway, because this is, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, this is Werewolf the Apocalypse, in a game in which su- supernatural events occur. It is therefore possible for a man to look good and relaxed in a suit. So this is also like the kind of game where uh, you can be a male coworker maintaining a totally platonic relationship with an attractive female. Yes, that would also be possible. Uh, um, um, that is also possible in the real world. I don't yes. think you said that he had to be straight. Oh, oh my, that's right. Well, shame on me for messing up the Reagan Morty reference. Um, right. Anyway. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's the uh, that is the situation. He is um, he is standing in the middle of a very 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 luxuriously uh, furnished room. So Carter um, and Fugue plays in the background. <laughs> uh, no, he's he has um, at the moment there is no music. 
no, no, I'm sorry, I was... He is, at the moment, there is no sound, except, as I said, the valet who introduces each of you in turn. And uh, as you are shown in for the uh, young women, he approaches and the, the girls go in first. He will approach each of you as you enter uh, and extend his hand with a very polite smile. Would you each accept it? Of course. Yeah, of course. All right. Tara answers in the same polite way. Yes. Yeah, she was also, you know, with a small nod. And yes, he uh, kisses the back of each of your hands, or at least he indicates a kiss at the back of each of your hands, which is far more polite. And in that uh, case, I might indicate a small curtsy. Yes, and he he uh, and he fails a curtsy. <laughs> she tries. <laughs> they he he smiles. She just sort of squats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he smiles very politely to each of you and and introduces himself as um, as Michael um, Blackwell, also known as uh, Black Racer. But as he says to each of you, but please, by all means. Do call me Michael. We are here in a social capacity, after all. It is my pleasure to meet each of you. Meet each of you. Uh, and once he's met the young women, then um, Connell and Taliesin are shown in, in that order. He extends his hand to each of them, gives, gives them a firm handshake if they, if they accept it. Of course. Mm-hmm. And again, he introduces himself with a smile, saying that his name is uh, Michael Blackwell, also known as Black Racer, and that he is pleased to meet you. And then finally, uh, his son is led into the room. He obviously is not actually introduced. Hmm. And this it's, is your son. It does seem a little, just just a little redundant. Yeah. Just, yeah. So... He um he does look all of you over as you as you are now fully in the room, the lot of you. And he um half turns and gestures towards the um uh there's a, a large and extremely luxurious looking um leather sofa group. He says, Well please do have a seat. I would enjoy getting to know you, all of you. I think as Aaron walks in, what, uh, like, uh, if, in the TV series Werewolf, uh, A Song at Tara, what we would see is a slowdown of movement as he walks with the, like, there'd be, like, an echoing clack of the shoes as uh, as he takes each step, and there'd be, like, a, like this brief flash of, of different scenes at different locations, which is just, like, a fast-moving uh, collage of hor- of a horrible childhood. Mm. That would be possible if it wasn't for the fact that the f- that the um, the carpets here are extremely thick and and uh, literally designed to muffle any sound. In that case, then not that. But, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, the like um, fast moving collapse of, of a generally horrible yeah. childhood. Yeah, and and then it, there's a fade in on Aaron's face, looking completely passive, like he's entered full presence of my father mode. Hmm. Which has him just like a cast mold of something he isn't. Yeah. The um, 
Anyway, he uh, he doesn't actually um, he acknowledges um, he acknowledges Aaron's entrance with a nod, and then he, as I said, he uh, indicates towards the um, towards the sofa or the sofas, I should say. Well, um, Shiva thanks him, you know, just a long polite thank you, and goes to sit down much properly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Especially since her dress is kind of short. Yes. Um, I think Taliesin does the same sort of thing. He um, probably does a sort of, he sort of does a sort of that raise raising of the hand for the sort of by your leave gesture. Yes. And then does the same. Okay. I think Colonel, uh, as soon as uh, the man indicates that they're they're allowed to sit, he just throws himself into the couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that gets a slightly... Uh, you can see just see the corner of his mouth tug upwards. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not really a smile, but... Oh, no. Yeah. Aaron sits down within equal reach of his entire pack. Yeah. And he he comes over. He doesn't sit down at first, uh, but he does um he looks all of you over one more time and then he he asks um would you like something to drink? Coffee, tea, maybe a beer, a glass of wine? Water, anything. A beer would be nice. Certainly, any preference. Uh, the stronger, the better. Excellent. I wouldn't mind a cup of tea. Excellent. Any preference as to which kind? Um, fruit, if possible. Definitely, certainly. I. You... Yeah, go on. Sorry. I would also like a cup of tea. Uh, Spice Imperial, I think. Two sugars, no milk. Very good choice. Very good choice. Yes, certainly. I am myself rather partial to that in the afternoon. An eyebrow is raised as articulately as can be done. (laughs) (laughs) He, um, when he looks to the rest of you to see if anybody wants anything. Um, Water. Thank you, Father. Cola. Certainly. He um, he indicates towards not to, for you to look really, but towards the door where the valet was uh, was waiting. The man nods and leaves, and then uh, Mister Blackwell takes a seat, and he looks uh, he looks quite comfortable as he as he sits down in in um, in a chair that's the, the the chair which is part of the sofa group and. It is my. It has been over a year now since all this began. I actually sent my son here on a. Well, it was meant to be a small school excursion for him to complete a small written assignment. And the next thing I know, the boy isn't coming home. And the next thing after that is I get told, or I hear from the local guru here in in Dublin, that 
he is in fact not alone, but a part of a group of no less than six. This is unusual, to say the least, even in the largest of sects around the world. So obviously I should like to get to know you, seeing as my son interacts with you all. There's definitely this this sense of Aaron being used to being spoken of as if he's not present. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he just maintains a perfect posture and he, he just sits there. Yes. Looking like a cutout. Yes. So listen, we'll probably occasionally look over at Aaron and be gauging these reactions, seeing what he does uh, and trying his best not... And using his his possible acting skills to try and not um, let any emotion show in his face beyond what he wants to be there. Of course. In so far as we can be said to have like a kind of um, a kind of sixth sense when it comes to being around each other, what with our our rage and our inner wolf and the like level of aggressiveness and so on as exhibited by werewolves. Insofar as that can be said to be a thing you can kind of get a feeling of, it is very much diminished in Aaron as, as in comparison to him at any other time. Mm -hmm. I, um, I think if no one else answers, Shiva will eventually say, by all means, what would you like to know? Well, I suppose it would be on... Unbecoming and terribly impolite of me to not be the one to open the um, open the talks, as it were. I am, as I said, my name is Michael Blackwell. I am also known as Black Razor. I am in charge of one of the very few sets on the uh, on in England, I should say, that are not under the control of the Phenom. Quite a feat, then, sir. Indeed. I, I do not hold any illusions about it. I am perfectly aware that I am surrounded on all sides by werewolves who are not of my tribe. Obviously, this means that I have to work with them on a daily basis. I have developed an excellent understanding with, uh, with well, with everyone in my sets, and with nearby sets as well, including their leaders and, and their chosen alphas. That being said, I have been doing this for quite a number of years. I have, I have achieved sufficient standing to warrant my leadership position within our community. And should any of you have any questions, Feel free to ask them. I cannot guarantee that I will answer absolutely everything, but I shall do my best. I have one. Certainly. Go ahead. Why are we here? Because I would like to know the people. That would be you, incidentally. Yourself included, young man. That my son is interacting with. The people that he fraternizes with, so to say. And that he works with. I have a vested interest in him, after all. Of course. So, no, there is no ulterior uh, motive here, I can assure you. 
I'm an abstract question, if I may. Yes, certainly. My knowledge of other septs within the British Isles is quite considerably lacking. My experiences can only be with the one I've been a part of the last year and a quarter. I don't suppose there are any septs located in my home country, with there? You mean in, in Wales? Yes. Oh, yes, several. Delightful. There is a significant, uh, a significant set near Office Dyke, in the northern end of it. Uh, there is a large set in Cardiff itself. And there is mm. one out by the uh, out by the ocean. Hmm. Uh, towards towards Ireland, um, the one in Cardiff is of considerable size. Mm. The other two are all, are both fairly small. That is useful information. Thank you, sir. You are welcome. Well, in the um, unless anyone else has any other questions, perhaps it would be good for us to start introducing ourselves to you. I am all ears. Well, I suspect you already know, but uh, as you know, my name is Taliesin Blevins, otherwise known as Smokes Joints, and if you do feel curious, I don't mind answering that particular story. He actually smiles at that and says, well, I've heard, I believe, a version of it. I'm not certain if I've heard the version of it. (laughs) Well, you know my... Well, it certainly is a story befitting of one of the tribe I'm a part of, certainly. By the standards of others, my transition was strange and indeed bloodless, but it was informative, it was life-changing, as any first changes for a guru. But yes, I was originally meant to be here in Dublin with my uh, with my mother as part of a job opportunity for her, although... In recent years, that has um, also that has been uh, something that has been interesting to question. But anyway, I was attem- attempting to join the Gaiety School of Acting. That was ironically ah, you're what I was. Ah, you then, I take it. I am indeed. It did Excellent. seem quite an affinity for me. Excellent. Usual sort of thing happens. I wake up one one fine February evening. Feeling such inexplicable rage as can be expected, not knowing why I feel this way. I see a raven, a strange raven, and I'm compelled to follow it all the way through Dublin to Phoenix Park. There I meet one of my own, surrounded by normal wolves, and against my better ah, judgment. yes, there's a, a large zoo in, in Phoenix Park, is there not? Indeed, you have a good memory, sir. Thank you. He convinced me against my better judgment to join in their howling choir. That sounds a lot worse than it actually was, I assure you. Next, <laughs> next thing I know, I'm halfway across Phoenix Park, stark naked, and waking up from an interesting, well... Experience. I, I, um, yes. I, um, yes, I do remember my own first change. I can assure you that the whole running around naked thing is uh, fairly universal. Mm. Um, There is no shame in that, incidentally. All wolves are, after all, naked. 
and we are indeed part wolf. Mm. It is. Yeah. It, I would say, having met one of your own, I yes. see. Uh, I see no reason why uh, your particular first experience with this would be anything but bloodless. You are, I believe, uh, the children of Kaya. I am, sir. Although, I must admit, while I do find great wisdom from the one who found me, who was also children of Gaia, I do not follow the same path as him completely, of course. No, we must, we must each find our own path. It's, uh, it goes without saying. And incidentally, I think for a young man, and indeed for this generation of Guru that you belong to and that you all belong to, I believe that finding your own path and in all likelihood defining your own role here in this life is of greater importance than perhaps ever before. When I went through my first change, feels like forever ago, but when it happened, about 30 years hence, there was no such thing as the internet. There was no such thing as um, as uh, digital photography and these things, which made everything a more gritty and hands-on experience, but it was also somewhat less dangerous. Don't get me wrong, it was extremely dangerous for the people that happened to be in the way. Sadly, that was what happened. However, the, uh, the risk of being discovered was less then than it is today. Please do go on. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no. Your story is equally fascinating. No, there's not much more to say than that. The, uh, my finder took me to one of, his, one of the other members of the Sept, provided Indeed. me with some spare clothes that could change with me if necessary, and they oh, took yes. me back. And they took me back to my mother, whom only after the fact did I learn was in fact kinfolk. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, you are indeed lucky then. Many lose their families entirely. Which is always a tragedy, but unfortunately it sometimes has to happen for the protection of said families. Yes, and I suspect that's why my father left when I was so young. Indeed. Uh, that uh, Aaron has like a, a, a nervous flinch um, when he says that because I assume at this point is I've come to be of the understanding that the um, the persistent parents flaw from some of you have started to show. Yes. It yes, it probably would have. Well, he looks at um, he looks at uh, at Tally. Uh, and nonsense as well. I do thank you for sharing your story. Um, but speaking of parents who are unwilling to let go, it is my understanding that two of you may be struggling with this issue. And he looks towards um, he looks towards Vena, and he looks towards um, towards Shiva. Of course, Vena? he already knows. Vena, who, by the way, looks. Kind of restless. Uh, Hillip, your audio is. Uh, that is not me. I can say something. Okay. No, it's turned off. I can't actually hear you. Yeah. It's... Oh. There you okay, go. There. Hello. Hi. 
Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Finna, who by the way seems kind of restless, um, grimaces a little. Yes. Well, since Finna doesn't seem to respond, Shiva, who... A, a pang of sadness crosses her face for a brief moment and says, well, yes, um... I would be Shivani Breen, although you might have heard of me referred to as Molly Murphy. And my pop name would be Sleeps in Fields. I am the only Fina, surprisingly, to have joined during this flourishing time. Indeed. I, um, first and foremost, he says, please allow me to extend my commiserations on your unfortunate situation of being unable to contact your family. I do hope that one day that will be resolved to everyone's satisfaction, and I do hope that eventually you will find some way of reconnecting with them. Um, Thank you. Should I be able to be of assistance in that regard, please do not hesitate to let me know, and I will do what I can. Thank you. I'll keep that in mind. Very well. And he looks towards Fenna and says, but I understand that you have much the same problem. Yeah. Um, I am Kultulichus, Fenna Mortensen. Yeah, I haven't been able to see my family and they want to find me. I can certainly understand why losing a child is obviously a distressing situation for any parent. I am um, I'm of the understanding that both you and Connell here are from Scandinavia. Yeah, Denmark. Very well. I th that by that I also understand um, your tribe to be um, to be the warrior tribe, the guests. Yes. You have powerful friends, son, he says and looks at Aaron. Um, Aaron immediately and without flaw switches into engage with father mode. <laughs> um, and, and he nods, uh, looking, at, looking directly at his father says, yes, yes, father. One of them is a full moon, the other is a new moon. Yes. I was raised with variety. Yes, indeed, you have, which is obviously all the better. The more, the more variety, and the more different aspects, I suppose, would be the correct term that you are able to cover within the same uh, pack. The better, usually, particularly, uh, is particularly since Ross has been kind enough to explain the concept of your of your prophecy to me, that being Raven's prophecy for you. Uh, however, I did not mean to interrupt the um, proceedings. Let's hear it from the next person in line. That would, I suppose, that would be, that would be you, young man. And he looks at Connell. Uh, out of character, can I just ask something? Yes, certainly. Yes, so um, how close to or far from... Um from Michael is finished sitting. <laughs> That's why she's stressless. Uh, <laughs> what? Probably, probably a couple of people over, I imagine. Do it. 
No. No, she, she's um, <laughs> holding the urge back for now. Burst mm. out of the sofa and tackle him. Well, actually, ho not doing it uh, does, does require me to spend temporary willpower and it's yeah. a storyteller how long one point. He does is. notice. He does notice that you are restless and then he, he raises an eyebrow and goes, Oh, oh, I do apologize. I had been informed of this. Um, Peculiarity, he says. He then takes out his handkerchief from his coat pocket and holds it over towards Fenna. No, he's been <laughs> evil. <laughs> Fenna blushes very, very deep red, and then she just kind of quietly takes the handkerchief <laughs> in front of her face, and nobody can see her blush. <laughs> he doesn't actually. Uh, he doesn't. Um, his voice is condescending. The look on his face is one of, of, this is perfectly acceptable. I have no problem with this whatsoever. And he just stands over his handkerchief and then turns to look at Connell. <laughs> he, he gets it back when Finna feels like her face has yes. turned to a normal temperature. <laughs> yes. And and as he looks at Connell, he'll see a, a young man uh, trying his damnedest not to to, to laugh. fall to the floor laughing. Yes. But uh, he looks at, at at Mr. Blackwell. Yes. Yeah, my name's Connell. Um, I am bites hard because I bite hard. Well, I guess I am. I am a Getz Fenris. I don't have any family looking for me. I'd be surprised if I did, at least. Um, yeah, and I'm in cahoots with your son, apparently. <laughs> you also have, as he says, you're also a man of few words. That is not, that is not a bad character trait. Mm. Ah, you're quiet. It's a quality I appreciate in a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he, um, he nods to, to Connell as well. It's excellent. And right around this time, by the way, the um, um, the drinks arrive and are served. And of course, he he strikes up casual conversation about the sights of Dublin in a very amiable and and friendly and almost chatty kind of way while the valet is in the room and then once he has left he then immediately breaks that off again and uh, turns to look at Taron. Well, that leaves you, young lady. I might add because my audio has been on and off for the last hour okay. <laughs> that Taron has been keeping a surprisingly neutral face. Yes. None of the others have ever seen her with a business face like this. No. Nope. Uh, she looks kind of like him. Fake politeness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, not fake, fake, but, you know, you put on a face and you're yes. polite. Yes. And she's kept this ever since they walked in. Yes. And the minute he talks at her, she just smiles. I'm Taryn Jones. I, um... Also called Red Arms. I actually came from New York, uh, but um, we just moved here right out before my change. Indeed. And I were luckily found by one of the 
set members? Well, that is obviously for the good of everyone. I am led to understand that you have an affinity for the weaver and that you are indeed quite tech-savvy. Is that correct? Yes. Well, I suppose in this day and age that is a very, very valuable uh, trait to possess and I am, in my own way, I am relieved that your group has your skills available to them and again, in my day, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I'm sounding like I'm ancient, but in my day people had difficulty figuring out where to turn on a computer and it would usually lead to someone losing their temper and smashing the computer before they actually managed to turn it on. He can't see it, but she is picturing him going completely bonkers over a PC that doesn't want to budge. <laughs> but on the outside, she still has that polite smile. Yes. I was going to add, this is, uh, at least to my understanding, a um, not a viewpoint generally held in Garou society, is it? Like an appreciation for the modern? Uh, that is... Uh, just a second. That is very, that is very much a um, sept-to-sept thing. Okay. Uh, it is a lot less pronounced. Let's just say it, was less, it is a lot less pronounced now than it was... Um, when first edition of this game came out 20 years ago, where, you know, even for us normal mortal human beings, the idea of the internet was something, whoa, strange, odd, fantastic, and you paid through the nose per minute to even be on the damn thing. So it, it has changed a bit in-game as well, but of course there's still a level of wariness towards it. Uh, a, bit, a bit of hostility towards things that are too of the weaver. Yeah, well, more hostility with some tribes than others. Yeah. It really depends, I guess. Yes, it, it where very the much does. Located. Very much so, but it also very much depends on the individual werewolf's uh, upbringing and tribe. For example, if you show if you show a computer to a um, to a uh, um, a Wendigo or to uh, a red talon, God's forbid, then it's going to probably end badly. It's gonna die hard. Very yeah, very. Uh, if you show it to Shadow Lord, there's a better chance that they will see it as a useful tool. Anyway, he um, what well, he listens to everyone tell a little bit about themselves, and uh, after that, he um, uh, he smiles and he says, "Well, I hope none of you will." Um, I hope none of you will um, bear me any ill will for the fact that I've already arranged uh, dinner. And yes, I have taken into consideration that we have amongst us someone who does, in fact, not eat meat. Um, but the food should be arriving very shortly. Aaron flashes uh, Taryn a little reassuring smile. She actually doesn't even look at him. <laughs> <laughs> The um, it's as if she doesn't even notice. <laughs> ah, Aaron or his dad? I think Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, I think Aaron. She doesn't. It as if she doesn't even notice Aaron trying to give her a reassuring smile. The um, the food is brought up not long after that. 
it is a very, very um, well-cooked meal. It does include significant amounts of meat. Mm. <clears throat> Each of you, perhaps to your surprise, will find, find that your meat is cooked exactly the way you like. So somebody must have taken notice of that over the past 10 months or so. And, well, Mr. Blackwell at least knows, and it's been prepared that way. Or in... Uh, Taryn's case, of course, the uh, the vegetables involved in her food are all very fresh and they're expertly cooked. And I have a feeling that Taryn got all the veggies that Tally doesn't eat. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Tally has and, plate. And all just the meat she was supposed to have is now on Tally's plate because he doesn't eat vegetables. Exactly. <laughs> he only eats meat. <laughs> meat yes. Mm -hmm. As, As the uh, as the dinner progresses, he continues he continues to make um I wouldn't say small talk. He keeps asking to you know how your training is progressing. He is uh, he takes turns to uh, address each of you and he shows a genuine interest in what what each of you are doing. He uh, he is himself, Arun, and he gladly shares a few uh, combat tricks with um, with Connell, for example, explaining a, a, a good takedown uh, technique, and um, he also explains the, uh, the, uh, the the concept of of um, explains the concept of uh, uh, how to quite uh, quite literally. Um, use your claws to eviscerate someone. <laughs> he does this between two courses, incidentally. Um, well, how nice of him. Uh, he takes time to talk to uh, to uh, Tally about his uh, about his uh, recitals and about his poetry, and even about his singing. He has heard about these things clearly, and he shows a genuine interest in it, and if Tally isn't entirely put off by the idea, he also asks uh, for a demonstration. He asks Tally to please, you know, show me what you can do. And uh, he, if he does, he does he do this? Does Tally do this? First, he asks, "Would you prefer? Uh, would you prefer something that I've worked on in terms of the sept, or would a would a folk song from, say, Wales, be suitable to demonstrate singing capability?" Well, let's let us say he says we are in we are in the land of Oscar Wilde and Yeats. Why not hear what you've worked on for the sept? Okay. Uh, he has been um, aside from the sort of the the piece that I've shown to you. Yes. Um, which of course. Um, Yes, he'll start with some, some stuff that he's done otherwise concerning famous events in, uh, for the Sept and, in, uh, and for Ireland regarding the Guru. Mm -hmm. Things that um, he... Taking special carefully to start with one that he's done, done himself and then explaining that he... that he was encouraged to look into doing an interpretation of an existing one... And then he finishes off with the admittedly quite short but 
still fairly heartfelt six verses of the tale of the fated six, which concerns the group yes. of this pack. Yes. He um, he listens very very uh, very intently. After it's done, he nods uh, with a, a genuine look of, of uh, appreciation on his face and says, you have talent, young man. I am certain that with more experience and with, uh, well, with more events of great importance for you to relay to your sept and to your pack, you will develop into a very fine artist indeed. I have no doubt of it. You oh, should be, you, you should be proud. And he, for, he turns to, um, to Taryn at one point. He, um, asks her about her work on her, uh, her computer. He, he actually has a fair knowledge of, uh, of computing. And more than that, Sorry, of course, he is. No, but you're really being mechanical for me right now. Can oh, you hear me now? Great. Sound is completely whack. Okay. It's probably just the connection tearing up a bit on her end. Yeah, I guess. What? Can you hear me? Can you hear can you hear us now? What? Okay. <laughs> um I think we may have to uh redial. What? Can you hear us? Yeah, it's like someone is muffling your sound, but I hear you now. It's not heck, 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 electronics. Okay, well, at least, you, at least you can hear me. That's the important yeah. part. He turns and he looks at you. Um, and as I said, he, know, he knows a fair bit about computing, actually. He's not entirely um, a novice, at, the, at least not at the idea. More than that, of course, he is a very successful businessman. And he actually has a, a short but insightful conversation about the uh, the the general direction of the IT business and in particular with relations to how this um how the IT world of Europe seems to be con- con- uh, convalescing on Ireland and particularly on Dublin he points out to you that you would probably do well at some point to go to the still organ uh, part of southern Dublin and well, you are still a, you are still not through your rite of passage. He says you're probably going to require some of your friends to come with you, but I am quite certain that you will find a number of uh, of spirits very friendly to you and to your tribe if you should go there. That that place is it is the IT center of what has become the IT capital of Europe. It is just a suggestion, of course. Turn nuts and thanks. Indeed. This time it's surprisingly genuine. <laughs> and he he gives a, a very genuine smile back and actually gestures towards the windows and says, "Well, if you look across the Grand Canal," he says, and he he points to a, towards a a tall building um, across, and it's he points towards this place on the map. If you can see it. Uh, what? Can you see uh, yeah, the see yeah. a ping yeah. on Google? Yes, exactly. And this, of course, right over there would be the Google headquarters. Just to illustrate my point, that this is, in fact, the European headquarters of most major IT companies. And he says, uh, then he, he, uh, he continues. Um, oh, sorry. A- AJ was kicked from the conversation yeah. again. Oh. Oh, goodness me. And well, I'll be right back. Yep. 
Wow, let's say you we take this time as a break. Yes, yeah, that's that sounds a very like an excellent idea. idea. Let's uh, let's take a break and we'll be back shortly In with more minutes. A Song of Tara. Yep. All right. Ugh. Hi again. Hi. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> just quick we'll just quickly make sure that everything's in order. We'll be back after the break. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to A Song of Tara. Hello. Where are Hi. we? What are we doing? You are still in the uh, penthouse uh, suites that that is, in fact, more precisely the presidential suite at the Marker Hotel with Michael Blackwell, Aaron's dad. And the dinner has now been going on for a while. Some polite small talk has taken place. He has taken time to talk to every one of you with genuine interest, with some, well, at least with I should say, with Aaron's friends, whom he he doesn't know. I mean, obviously, he's never met any of you before. So he takes time to get to know each of you, uh, hear what you've been up to. He does, eventually, when he's done asking everybody else, he does look to Aaron and and inquire as to what he spends his days on these days, and um, hearing him out as well. So what does Aaron say in that situation? Uh, I guess... um... Aaron, uh, like very methodically, just walks him through what he's doing. You know, he's uh, he's practicing uh, he's practicing combat and and general um, martial prowess with um, with the Aruns. Uh, he's uh, he's looking into uh, into Garu law, um, and he's uh, he's been trying to get to know the Sept. Um, he, I think he. He for now he dances around the issue of um, he dances around the issue of Cesar. Yes. Uh, not touching on it because it's, this doesn't seem the venue. Okay. Um, and uh, then of course he he follow he he finishes off basically by saying, uh, and of course I I've kept up in my studies. Of course. And he just like. I think if someone was to look at Aaron, like, if someone was to look at his aura, it would just be like some kind of nasty green, like, full of envy, because he he never gets complimented for what he does, and here is his dad just heaping praise on people he don't, he doesn't know. Uh, and, oh, you did this? That's very interesting. Good job. Nice singing tally, and subconsciously, I think Aaron just like seethes with hateful envy at all of you. Um, good, good. Use your aggressive feeling. But he's he's definitely at a point where he he's unfortunately he's at a point where he wouldn't even want praise. He definitely at some subconscious level craves it. But if you asked him, he just he wouldn't want it because of, this is this, that's not how it's done, right? So he just lays it on his father like he like he's used to, and yep. matter of factly, yeah. Yep. Well, he pays attention to it, nods a few times, and then eventually he goes on to. Um, he says, "Well, if you will pardon me for a few moments," he says after the the whole food thing is done, dinner is is completed, the dessert has been devoured. Um, then he gets up and says, please excuse me for a moment. I must uh, make a telephone call to um, uh, to a business associate. I will rejoin you uh, momentarily. Please do, uh, please do, please do 
relax, make this as comfortable for yourselves as you can. Uh, of course. Thank you, Father. And then he gets up, adjusts his jacket, and walks out of the room. The second he closes the door behind him, Tyrant's regular, Hello there, pal, face is back. Well, that went well. It's not over yet. Yes, I, I think he likes you. All of you. I think you made a good impression. Well, that's mm. nice. Hmm. Hmm. And the food was lovely. Indeed. Well, it should be at a place like this, right? Sure. Mm. Yeah, but you know, I'm used to my own cooking. Or Mary's, God forbid. <laughs> I can't help but chocolate. Mary cooks. <laughs> Mary cooks in a very Irish fashion. Oh, you poor thing. No, no, I've mostly taken over doing the cooking. Oh, good. Mm. I mean, no, nothing wrong with Irish cooking. Yes. It's just not really me. <laughs> Yes, there is something wrong with Irish cooking. You're cooking as well? Sorry? What did you say, Fennel? You are Irish as well, so wouldn't your cooking be Irish too? Or have you learned better? Um, I guess I have a more modern approach to cooking. And the internet. Mm. Mm. Imagining, imagining the Morrigan in an apron. And... Oh, sound. I'm not sure my mind can process. Mm -hmm. And it'd have to be a comedy apron as well, like um, Kill the Cook or something like that. Um, yeah, a big, th big flowery one. And then went with oven mitts shaped like cat's paws. Yes, Joan, I said something, and now I totally understand Michael. I want to kill my PC so bad right now. Oh. <laughs> What? Hey AJ, what Sam did you say? Keeps fucking up. Oh, oh PC is in computer, computer, not player character. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. I understood it. Okay, that's good. I didn't. Um, I was confused. Okay. So, uh, I think Taliesin at this point will finally sort of properly speak up and just say, yes, everything about this evening has been... Very much perfect. It's been very carefully. It's been carefully prepared down to the finest details. Yeah. Taryn keeps a comment to herself, but she's thinking it's too perfect. And that's my father so, in a nutshell. Aaron, did you tell him everything about us, or? <laughs> There's a moment where Aaron feels like a giant snitch. Not, not everything. Not everything, not all of these things that, that he's aware of, such as how to cook the food and so on, that doesn't yeah. come from you. Um, there's a moment where Aaron feels like a giant snitch, um, and then realizing that he didn't tell all, uh, all of this uh, to his father, realizing that his father had made inquiries about them outside of Aaron, uh, he pauses for only the briefest moment, and then he nods and says, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry, come again? Your your audio cracked out. I said good because I think it might be time to restart the call. Maybe. So, yeah, so do I. Let's, let's try again. Uh, let's try that. I'm just. Everyone, hang up. I'll call you. Yep. 
Hello. Hello. Okay, just adding everyone. Hello, everyone. I just realized that silly, rolly sound I just made probably made it into the recording. It certainly did. I didn't really consider that the recording was still going. Yep, very much is. All right. Hi, AJ. Okay. Anyway, guys. Yep. Um, (laughs) I know it's the third time, but yeah, what did she say? So just to summarize, Aaron said that, yes, she did tell him all of these things about us. Yep. Good. Because otherwise, this would have been creepy as fuck. Well, yeah, I I guess I could definitely see why you would think that. But I mean, even if I hadn't, my, my father prefers to be thorough. And we're not, we're not in a regular situation, you know. Um, we're kind of working outside the boundaries we're used to with all this Garou uh, nonsense. So, I mean, certain things, of course, have to change. But yes, I did tell him everything. Finna just not accepting. Taryn gives him a quick glance. Yep. Like... I'm not entirely sure you did because you've never seen me eat my vegetables, so how the hell would you know how I want them cooked ish? Hmm. <laughs> Aaron doesn't reply or respond. Uh, she doesn't say anything, it's just the look like, yeah, right. <laughs> so, Fena, how did you smell? Con- how did you smell? Cologne? Expensive cologne. Oh, yes, uh, Joan, uh, we can't hear you. Don't uh, come through. Yeah, did you mute? Can you hear okay. me? Now? Mm-hmm. You might, yeah. might want to add Chris again. Oh, oh yeah, apparently. Oh, my. How dare you, Daniel? Who you? You suck! Hi, Chris. Hello. Hello. There we go. There we go. We have everyone back. Yep. Um. The the um yeah. What was the question again? Just to be sure. How my dad smells. Oh, how, yeah. yes. He smells of a very expensive cologne, and then on top of that, he uh, he gives off um, he gives off a scent of someone who is extremely confident. He feels that there is no question. He is he is a man who doesn't fear anything. There isn't a whiff of it anywhere in his scent. Hmm. The scent of a man who knows with absolute certainty that no matter what happens, he is in control of the situation. Indeed. Delightful. How did he smell? Mm. I think Aaron withdraws from the table. (laughs) She actually says that? Yeah. How can someone smell alpha as fuck? He is. My dad rules his sept. 
Yeah, but how the hell can you smell that on someone? Interchange that dad with father. He doesn't refer to his his dad as dad, but as father. Uh, well, in the same way that any figure of speech means pretty much exactly what it means, Aaron. Alright. And expensive. Uh, hmm. well, so, it smells like an expensive alpha. <laughs> yeah. She sends oh, her glance. An alpha Romeo, maybe. <laughs> yes. I think um, at this point, Taliesin's going to reach into his jacket pocket and actually retrieve his... Um, it's a cigarette. He's not going to light it because he doesn't know the rules, but he's going to have it between his fingers and and contemplate it in that way of someone longing for a puff. Yes. <clears throat> I think uh, Aaron was moving towards the balcony, mm-hmm. and as he notices um, Talies and pull out a cigarette and look at it wonderingly, he he kind of like makes a gesture as if he was going over there to open the 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 door for him. You know, just he opens, slides the door open, and just just to the balcony as if you want to smoke. Just you know, uh, I guess, and acknowledges him with a with a courteous nod. Gets up, goes over, and goes outside, uh, and lights up. Okay. Is uh, is Aaron staying with him, or is he going back inside? He, he goes out, grabs a, a mouthful of fresh air, and then you know just. Look, seems to seems to have a moment where he just looks at Dublin and how pretty it is. That's totally not what's going on, but that's what he looks to be doing. And then mm. he goes back inside. Before he, before he does, Taliesin says, um, "You don't exactly expect subtlety from me, do you, Aaron? Just not as an accusation. I'm just asking this as a question. Expect subtlety? Yes. If mm. I am to say something, do you expect me to be subtle about it? No, you tend to be." About as subtle as a train going off the tracks. Good. Then this won't come as a surprise to you. I couldn't help but notice that uh, your darling, perfect father, who you love dearly, didn't seem to have much by way of words of encouragement for your actions here in Ireland. Um, Aaron turns to face you. Uh, he's been he's been holding on to the railings. He turns to face you. Uh, the 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 rail the the hand you can't see now that he's turned is grasping onto the railing tightly. Um, the other hand seems to just be relaxed, placed at his uh, relaxedly placed at his hip, and he, he shrugs shrugs your comments off and smiles at you and says, "Well, you know, we keep in touch." I mean, I'm, oh, I'm basically not telling him something he hasn't already heard. He's just asking to be polite. Oh, of course, of course, I I, w- I wouldn't want to presume. Taliesin uh, smiles back. Warmly and um, says, "I'm sorry, I'm keeping you. you can head back in if you wish." Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I'll see you in there. Uh, Aaron <laughs> goes back inside. Mm-hmm. Taliesin's like, "Yep, fucking called it." Can't hear you. Takes about ten minutes, and then uh, Michael comes back out from the other room. He is carrying a um, a box, a wooden box, uh, which he flicks open as he approaches and takes out a uh, long, thin cigar. Um, holds out the box for everyone else. There are both uh, cigarettes with and without filter. There are 
cigars, cigarillos, there's a little bit of everything in there in case somebody wants to smoke. Ironically. Politely declines. Same. Um, uh, happily reaches. Back on. Oh, sorry. What did you say, Chris? No, sorry, I, I, we're all trying to get a word in. Um, yeah, he, Taliesin, obviously, having, despite having just finished one, will quite happily help himself to a um, to another cigarette. I assume, that, because obviously, this <sighs> a cigarette because, well, he's never had to smoke a cigar or a cigarillo, so he doesn't know exactly how it's done. But um, he... Uh, I see, obviously, I assume the, even the cigarettes are going to be of pretty good quality for cigarettes. Very much so. Uh, does he uh, in any way do you uh, do would you would Taliesin go for the cigar and then change his mind or does he just go directly for the cigarette? He looks over it all and then goes for the cigarette because all right. yep, sure. this is Taliesin. He doesn't he doesn't easily do upper class like cigars and cigarillos. No. Well, he um. Uh, Michael puts down the box, takes out a, a cutter, a cigar cutter, snips off the end, and carefully lights up using a match rather than a, a lighter of any kind. And he um, ma- he makes sure to stand in a way that the um, where the the smoke doesn't drift towards any of you. Hmm. How nice! And and he smiles and. Uh, by this time, probably about two, two and a half hours have passed by. And he says, well, it has certainly been pl- a pleasure so far, he says. I am I'm pleased, I suppose would be the correct term. I am, in some ways, I am pleasantly surprised at the company my son keeps. You are all both skilled and skilled and worthy companions for any guru. There is no question of that. And I do believe that the local totem that Raven has spoken true, I do believe that there are great things in your futures. Absolutely so. And I do hope that I have at least provided provided a pleasant evening. Um... That being said, he says, and then turns to look directly at Aaron. Aaron looks back. You, my son, disappoint me. You. Aaron goes stiff. You have sat here for two and a half hours, sniveling, self-eradicating, trying to be the good, obedient, pleasing son. You have been away from home for 15 months, and this, this is the best you can come up with in over a year on your own. You have around you five skilled, very dedicated young people, each in their own way. P- 
people who are strong warriors have useful skills are of strong opinions people you can count on and depend on and rely on and you sit here smiling ingratiatingly to someone like Taryn who doesn't need your fucking approval boy because she can easily make do on her own yet you try to make sure that she pleases me because you do not have the balls or the spine to have an opinion of your own and you have the audacity to call yourself a blackwell i think at this moment ashamed of you Taryn stands up. For the first time, she's shaking. But it's very obvious that it isn't because she's scared. Hmm. She's still skating up. Aaron's reaction. Uh, to begin with, uh, Aaron definitely looks like he's... I mean, he's learned to assume the position. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's his that. life. So... So she... Slowly walks towards him, not going into his personal space because that's plain rude. Mm -hmm. Is he sitting or is he standing up? Oh, he's standing up. Then she looks directly into his eyes. And slowly, very calmly, surprisingly calmly, despite her anger, he never asks me to do a goddamn thing. No. He doesn't. I do appreciate the fact that you are defending him, young woman. I definitely do. However, he sat there next to me. And while you and I were talking, he was trying to make sure that what you were saying and what you were doing wasn't offensive or an affront to me. This boy, since the day he was born, has done nothing except try to snivel and grovel at my feet. There is very little Shadow Lord in him. There is very little Blackwell in him. And I am getting to the point where I may have to have an interesting conversation with his mother. Um, excuse me, Mr. Blackwell? Yes. I don't mean to butt in in your family relations, but perhaps this would be better suited for a private conversation. Oh, I have said what needs to be said, although I appreciate your delicacy in the matter, but I do believe this needed to be said in a place and in a manner where the rest of his pack can hear it. The only thing I have left to say on this issue, and then I shall bid you all a very pleasant evening from here on in, is you have been here for 15 months, Aaron, and you have not taken over this group. You are not the clear and unequivocal leader of this group at this time. You are a... Failure. 
Um, I need to make I need to make a decision here because I feel like I feel like this is a point where Aaron would either remain in that position, remain subservient, and just mm-hmm. keeps keep on being beaten down, mm-hmm. um, and then aim to to gain his father's favor again afterwards, or he would snap. That's up to you. So, well, well yeah. you can rest assured that he has been nothing like this until your name was brought up. Mm. Oh fuck! It's it's okay, everyone. Aaron says he pushes out the chair, then stands up, and walks around the table as he speaks. It's it's okay. Thank you. Thank you, Finna. Um thank you, Shiwa. Thank you, Taran. Father. He looks at you. I may I ha- I have failed you. I am I'm not as you want me to be. I am not the leader of this pack. There has been no, no election of leader in this pack. I have not made it clear, despite that, that I am their only option. And you may think that a failure. You may think me a failure for that. But I have not done nothing. I have been busy. I have been very busy. In my time since I came over here, cleaning up your mess. And he stares defiantly at his father. His father, uh, Michael, basically looks at uh, directly at um, at Aaron. Mm-hmm. And I just need to check something in a hurry here because there's, yes. Got the got the American Western film standoff music going in the background. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Words cannot express how much I just want Aaron to go off on one. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I know it's New Moon, but I want him to go off, too. Well, <laughs> like a freaking bullet. Just well, a second here. how much rage he has. I am looking for something, yes. He does have a fuck ton of rage, obviously. Anyway, I found what I needed, and I need to do a... Um, I need to do a roll. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> oh shit. Thank you. That's right. not what you wanna hear. No. Okay. Interesting. I need all of you yeah. to roll willpower. Difficulty of eight. Don't we all just look the- I, I did some suppress that compulsion for a while, so I guess I should remove one. 
temporary willpower, so do yep. I roll one less will, or...? Yes, you do. Well, I suppose it should do that automatically when I click. What's the, um... Difficulty 8. Difficulty, yeah. 8? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, okay. um... No, I rolled 5, so, uh... Whoa! Men, and the last one was the success. No successes. Whoa, right. Jesus H. fucking Christ! Connell! Minus, minus two successes. Minus Jeez. two successes? You really one, 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 nine. That is insane. <laughs> okay. Well, I have zero. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And I have two, despite I, I my assume low. that the fifth roll that uh, it made for me would be the one that I subtract. Oh, it made one too many? Yeah, I rolled my... Uh, willpower and not my temporary hmm. uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try and get through this so there's no no mod to the pool and it's difficulty what did you say it was eight. 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 eight does my does my supporter um, give me a second I'll cancel you fucker. would not apply no. oh no, not character apply. sheet stuff yes fuck it okay difficulty eight Let's see what happens. Good. Very nice. That's good. I'm actually surprised that with my three dice, I got a six, eight, and a nine. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was the dice. Not okay. the dice. Uh, this, what he is doing is he is using a gift. Wonderful. Yes. He's using the gift called obedience. Mm. This is a level 5 Shadow Lord gift. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to read out exactly what it does. The Shadow Lord becomes the ultimate alpha, compelling all others to follow her orders, or in this case, his. A Stormcrow storm teaches this gift. The player spends one Gnosis point and rolls Charisma plus Leadership, difficulty of 8. All in the vicinity must roll Willpower, difficulty of 8, and match or exceed the Guru's successes, or they succumb to the effects. If the werewolf wins by one success, targets follow any orders that don't directly inconvenience them. Three successes causes the lord uh, the targets to treat the lord as their alpha and fight for her. Five successes, and this is what happens to Connell because he has a double uh, a double botch, uh, makes the target follow her into the abyss or perform virtually suicidal actions. The gift effect lasts for one full day. He rolled four successes. Oh, shit. Yikes. All right, pops. <laughs> Lay it on us. <laughs> he uh, looks at all of you. He suddenly comes across as as unassailable. He, he is magnificent in his power mm-hmm. and he he is not only that but he is also someone whom at least connell feels compelled to fight and die for if needs be what he does is he looks at all of you with a certain amount of respect except for his son where there is nothing but abject disdain and then he says, leave. Uh-oh. I bid you all a very good night. You will not return here. Not tonight. Not ever. 
All right. Finna gets up. Connell obsolete. Gone. Yeah. Everybody goes. Yeah, I, did it send to uh, Aaron, or was it just us? It was to all of you. But as you are leaving the the through the door, he does call out ominously behind all of you. And Aaron, I do mean ever. Aaron has uh, is is gritting his teeth in in fear and rejection, um, and he he, do, he doesn't respond. Uh, his shoulders are right up underneath his ears as he's yes. walking out. Yes, uh, and he 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 just quickens his pace uh, once his, he he slows down as his father speaks, and then he quickens his pace once he's done. Yes, he's. Actually, just a puppy with the tail clinging to his belly and the ears down and the head right, down. Right and now, just... <laughs> right, right now he doesn't have much choice. <laughs> Once we have um, gotten outside, Finna goes, run, Simba, run, and never come back. <laughs> that her uh, hit from Taryn, who hits her over the neck, on the back of her head, like, shut up. <laughs> So the successes we got subtracted from the successes he got. No, I think we had to roll more than him. They do. You you had to meet his number of successes to be unaffected. Yeah. The difference in successes. Is then what determines oh, okay. how how affected you are one three or five and as I said the only reason why why you had one who was reacting as if there were five successes is because Connell had a double bunch. <laughs> and he got up uh, to four successes. So what would that actually mean for Taryn? Uh, Taryn would still be two successes down. Mm. So when he gives an order to leave. No, that doesn't inconvenience her, so she would follow it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I figured that much, but I didn't get the... But we got successes, and that wasn't enough, so what does that actually do? Kind yeah. Of? yeah. And I got that Connell's minus two, like he did on his perfect punch after. <laughs> <laughs> there is something about Connell being a double butch. Yeah, he, um, just, he just is. It's just that lucky all the time. <laughs> That's his new deed yeah. name. Then I didn't have any successes, so that means that she sees him as her alpha right now, right? Defin- yes, yes. Yeah. definitely, yes. Well, that's not gonna stop her from making jokes at anyone's expense, including him. <laughs> yeah. it lasts, no, but it still earns her a uh, dummy hit over. Oh, yeah. It lasts for twenty-four hours, and then and then it'll wear off. But yes, mm. yeah, So once the, once the twenty-four hours are over, we can piss on his command and turn to the place and whenever we fancy. Yes. Except perhaps for oh. Connell, who is devoted to him for the rest of his life. Yes. Well, you are in. Um, you are now outside, and there are some cars waiting to take you guys home. It's at this point that. Uh, should you wish to. Yeah. Um, Tennyson tears the tie out from his, um, from his neck 
uh, and unbuttons his top shirt. In fact, I think he pulls it so hard the top button actually pops. What the fuck was that? Would Taron know about stronger gifts? We did see this yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she has had third thingy. Yeah. I'm taking that was a gift. You saw the thing Ross did to Eric, right? On our very first night? That was a very high-level one. I take it this was one such. <clears throat> yes, I Lena holds up three fingers on one hand and removes uh, and takes one finger down for each word. She says, Alpha as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Gunner's uh, candid attitude is enough to irritate uh, an already somewhat violated feeling telling us to the point where I wouldn't put it past him to gain a rage point. Oh, he does. If you are down rage points, then yes, certainly. No, he's not down rage points, but he's at full at the moment, so... But yeah, he's... He's just... That was not a pleasant end to the evening. No. And... Do you guys actually get in the cars? The last thing Taryn says before she gets in the car is she looks at Aaron and then looks up, to the pen, up toward the presidential thingy. I'm going to quickly cut in as you're saying this, because yep. as you l- l- gaze around to find Aaron, he's not present. Oh, he already oh. went home. He's up the driveway, uh, walking slowly and mechanically, just he- looks heavy. Mm. Um, if that's what a Shadow Lord is, I'm kind of happy Aaron isn't. And then she runs after Aaron. <laughs> Daniel, what does Aaron's dad look like? Like his face and build and stuff? He looks weird. He, you look at him and you look at Aaron, and you get the clear sense that, like, somewhere in a very old and very rich and opulent house in England. There's a portrait of some guy, like, a couple of generations ago, and both Aaron and his father definitely look like this person in that portrait, right? Like, it's obviously, you can just see the line of, uh, like, the genetic line. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, Fenner is currently suffering from that uh, inappropriate feeling of, your dad's kind of hot. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Sheba follows Taryn after Aaron. As does Taliesin. Yes. Okay, so you don't get in the cars. No. Connell does. Connell does. Connell does. Well, Connell yeah, yeah. already on the way. <laughs> Actually, I, I think, um, yeah. If Connell doesn't mind, Finn joins him in the car. That's cool. That's cool. But only for hand stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Not for hand stuff. Wonderful. Oh my god. And yeah, Cole okay. It's off to tug in on a wee one. I think uh, it means tuck in rather than tug in. <clears throat> Where did you want to go, the two of you in the car? The driver is clearly instructed to take you to uh, take you home, but since there are two of you. Well, Colonel's currently putting a child to bed, so. Well, wherever is closer first and then to the other one's place. Okay, fair enough. Back to the other guys, then. 
Well, I... You're catching up with Aaron, who's walking away, looking like somebody just punched him hard with something made of silver. They might as well have. Yeah, it's kind of hard in heels, but I manage. Mm-hmm. Aaron is surprisingly skilled. Yes. In heels. Aaron! Aaron! Doesn't respond. Come who's on, man, yelling? Don't fucking do this Tell to me. us. If... Is Aaron stalking away like I have the world trying to eat me, so I have to get away right now, or is he just walking? He's he's walking like slowly and aimlessly. Um, Then Taran catches up to him, yeah, pretty quickly. Just snakes an arm in his and try to stop him down a little. No, he is walking with one arm, uh, one hand. Basically, like at his forehead, just uh, as if shadowing for his eyes, like he's 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 holding a hand over his eyes, mm. and he's he's um, he's grinning and crying. Hmm. Aaron, you're in there. <laughs> I am such a fucking failure. I'm such. I'm, just, I'm a fucking joke. Come on, man. Come on, man. I hear his words, not yours. Yeah. But he's. He's fucking right. Is he? He is so magnanimous. He is so wise. Aaron. And he is so good. Aaron. And I'm a fucking disgrace. Aaron, are you even, are you listening to what you're saying? Are you, can you hear? They're his words in your head. Get them out, they're poison. No, they're not. He, uh, he stops covering for his eyes as he looks at you. And there's like slight reddening around his eyes. He's still like crying, the tears are pouring. Uh, and he's still smiling and it looks like weirdly discombobulated, like... His smile doesn't match his eyes. It's um, a weird smile. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Talia since just looks at him, looks at him closely, sympathetically. You're wrong. For a good for a while, and then and then he his face as he says that, Tyson's face hardens and just like, okay, okay, fucking prove it. Come on, your dad is the most obscene shit I've ever had the misfortune of meeting. He's an absolute monster. I don't want anything to do with him. Come on! Prove me wrong. Tell me again. Tell me how good a person he is. Make me believe you. Come on! Aaron, um... Aaron reaches over to to Tally and puts a hand on your shoulder and reaches a bit further around on your back. Um... Steps steps really close to you and uh, puts his forehead on your forehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just and says really close to you, says friend, mate. It's okay. Because you don't know him. It's okay. But don't Just, just fucking don't. Don't talk about him that way, okay? Or I will rip your spine from your body. Go on then. 
he presses he presses in. He's he's fighting back. Like, go on. Show me. This seems to surprise Aaron. And for a moment it's like the whatever is going on behind his head, which is obviously like what's driving his present mood, that changes because you're giving you're you're giving blowback, right? You're yeah. you're pushing. Yeah, you're not just taking it. And Aaron seems confused, and as you push back, he gives way out of sheer confusslement. Come and on! Then he stops, he grabs you around the neck, and he throws you a good solid few meters. Just yanks you up by the, by the neck and tosses you down the sidewalk. Yep, Taliesin goes, tumbles. And then he, he stops like just looking at you as you uh, walk there. And then he starts walking towards you, and just he, his his pace becomes instead of being aimless, it becomes like very pointedly walking towards you. Person looks up. You're picking yourself up, or uh, he, he's on his knees. He looks up at you, and I imagine he's not going to get the chance to say the full sentence. But he's basically going to have a a vicious grin on his face. He's going to say, "Come on, I've seen bigger art. I've seen a better throw from a bird." I kick you. Uh, I kick you in the um, the collarbone, and just step down on you, like where your neck joins your torso. <clears throat> just don't talk about him that way. Don't don't do it. Why you not? shut up? You shut your mouth, Tally. Fuck no, Aaron. Me. I think Tally isn't right. From what I've seen. From the way you've reacted to your father, he is a massive failure as a father. He is unkind, and if he considers you worthless, then it's well. Why would you get, want the approval of slime, Aaron? He he definitely doesn't. Uh, there's a moment of, of genuine rage where he wants to lash out here, but I think. He has a brief flash of almost ripping Shiwa's face off uh, about a year ago, <laughs> and doesn't. Um, instead, he, he throws up his hands and says, Look, you guys just, you don't understand. You don't get it. Because you haven't experienced him. You've right. just experienced... You've experienced... You've experienced someone magnificent not being able to cope with his disgusting failure of a would-be offspring, and I deserve every single chastising word he could give me. He's, is Taliesin still getting pressure on his collarbone? I is think he, uh, that, that has lessened. He's probably still standing on you, but there's no pressure, because uh, he, he was briefly distracted by Shiwa, and now he's just ranting. Ah, oh, excuses, excuses. I have not seen anything to prove you wrong. All these words, just pathetic little excuses. Half-truths you tell yourself to make it all better. Roll. Roll. Tally. What am I rolling for? Rage. Okay. You're working yourself into a ladder. That's a possible... um, Rage. That's a possible, uh, possible frenzy. Okay, difficulty... Uh, difficulty six, it's a new moon. In fact, I think we should also have the same role from Aaron, because he is being assaulted on his worldview. 
Meanwhile, Karen is finding bandages out from her clutch because this looks like it's going to get bloody at some point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, one <laughs> success. That's fine. That's now you. You are angry, but you're not flip. You're not freaking out. What yeah. difficulty? I'm so sad. I didn't Six. follow you it's, guys. It's a new moon. It's a new moon. Hmm. All right. Ooh. Wow. You're close. Oh, that was close. Yep. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, I think Aaron may be um, hyperventilating a bit. I, I think mm-hmm. what happens, because this is not a frenzy, but I can definitely feel it pushing. I yes. can feel oh. my wolf wanting to... I, I can feel my wolf wanting to bite Tally by the throat and press. Yes. Um. So instead, I just briefly, like, step down hard on, on your neck again and mm-hmm. say, you're wrong. You don't get it. But that's fine. I will show you. And I will show him. And then he runs off. He starts walking fast and breaks into a run. Yeah. And I'm going to, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. Let's, let's finish the scene before I state my purpose. Yes. Talitin won't see it. Obviously, you won't see it because you'll have run off before he can do it. But there is, the viciousness of the smile lessens and it becomes slightly, not any less manic, but certainly it looks a little bit more satisfied. And he's obviously coughing a fair bit as you get off and, and run. And, um, at, and if anyone tries to go after him, he'll, he'll, he'll actually wave at them and say, no, leave him, basically. No, turn well, that's, uh... to Tally and giving him a hand. There's a, definitely a palpable sense, like, because I imagine we're exchanging quite a few intense looks as this conversation goes on, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get, there is definitely no doubt that you insightful people get the idea. Aaron is running to not kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's basically, that's basically it. So. Yeah. I think, uh, even though she knows that, Shiva kicks off her shoes and runs after him. Oh, Shiva! Shiva, no! Oh, damn you! <sighs> Terence still has a hand extended to him. Um, he takes it and lets himself get pulled up. Then she quickly checks if he has gotten his neck thrown off in any way and figures <laughs> out, no, he was just thrown. <sighs> God bless her. God bless her stubborn heart. Shiva might just undo everything we've done here. Oh, we were getting so close. It's the music at some point, Tully. But I really like the thing you tried there. He needed to hear it. Of course he does. He needs to hear it tonight, and he needs to hear it every time he goes into that self-hating horror. Mm. But that's why we're here. Punching bags. For an angry teenager. Let's go home. (laughs) <laughs> Something like that. Well, either way, I've done my bit, and I know I've done the right thing. So, whatever Shiva does, I pray doesn't get her hurt or killed. <laughs> it's out of our... Hmm? <laughs> Too bad you're a werewolf. <sighs> so hot when you try to. <laughs> and then she keeps walking. <laughs> He's like, what? Yep, I said I, it. I, he feels quite... He feels conflicted, he feels surprised, a bit flattered. And he's like, I'm very confused. He pauses, he pauses while he's alone in the alley there for a bit, or whatever it is, in the street for a bit. Come on! Smooths down his jacket and is like, 
Oh, fuck this. I need a fucking joint. And walks off after Taryn. Right? Highness timing is just the worst. This would have been like a perfect quick shift to him. Yes, I really I was wanted actually... to come to us. I was re- I was planning on doing that just now. What? Uh... <laughs> oh, we, can damn it. We, we can wait. It is almost another time for another hourly break. Yes, yes. Let's do the hourly break now, and yeah. then wait for for um, and then we will start up when he's back, and we can uh, yeah. we yeah. can sh- shift over to you guys because something interesting is about to happen. Right. Let's do. Hello and welcome back. All right, where are we? What happens? We are split in two because the get have gone back by car and all the others have gone after, um, after uh, Aaron. And well, Aaron is in the process of splitting yet again. So now they're down to three groups because, of course, um, uh, Shiva is running after him. So, as I as I remember, we wanted to. Part of the reason we went to break is because we wanted um, uh, Connell back, uh, so that you could we could actually see what they're both doing in the uh, in the car. Indeed. So we move over to the car. Uh, okay. Yeah. Bernard yeah. um, throws Connell a mischievous grin once a little bit down the road. Hey. Hey. in a big limousine. Running, running down, down the street. There's a sunroof. There is a sunroof. See. And I get shot. Paul gets up as well, and, 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 yeah, and basically, um, his arms to the sides and shouts, I'm the king of the world! And next time, it's all the way up. Oh, Colin does that as well, then, after his king of the world. So you're sitting on the roof. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Wow. <laughs> Hold on tight. Why sure. is the only melody I'm hearing is it's Pinky and the Brain, Brain, Brain. <laughs> I've got something entirely different in my head. Young people. <laughs> You've seen only one company, right? No how to dodge it. Smoother jumps across all the cars in New York. Yep. No. Shouldn't we? I think Yep. <laughs> oh god, what are you planning? Yeah, I'm interested in that as well. I'm just gonna have a look at something. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. I'm just gonna try to jump to the next car. Yep. City running. Men's echo. Is there anything we can do to diminish the echo from Helen? I don't know. Maybe I should try something. Well, you can start by not talking with your mouth full. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, these pretzels suck. Impossible, I have popcorn. <laughs> well, it seems like uh, that did it, mostly. That's like banged cinch, by the way. Just salty. They, uh, it, it does sound a bit better. It's still there, and it's... Yeah, but yeah, do but go on. So bad. I could also try to speak a little softer. Alright, guys. Um, so you basically want to use your city running ability and run across the cars. Am I right? Yeah, pretty much. Does city running apply to this? Yeah, it does. City running basically allows you... It's parkour. Yeah, it it allows you to move uh, and crawl and jump and so on uh, without um, reducing your speed. And the the implicit how does this look and feel idea of city running is, of course, that you 
become a smooth parkour artist, I guess. Yeah, exactly. In fact, so yeah, you guys are taking off across the uh, across the cars. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, the uh, the driver doesn't actually realize this for a while. He's busy keeping his eyes on the traffic. <laughs> Um, and of course, there's there's a um, he does have like a camera, so he can make sure that everyone in the back is safe. But he's also he's also a um, he's he's also you know told to be discreet. Obviously, this is you know people rent these things, uh, so so um, he doesn't check unless he's got a reason to. And the fact that you guys aren't making a whole lot of noise, that's you know yeah sure whatever. He just drives on and. So he, he, and on and on and on, just just stay in the whole Titanic thing. Uh, so, so he, he doesn't he, he doesn't hear a sort of even a soft from the roof at all. No, I'm t- I'm I'm kind of seeing this as they crawl up on on, on and sit on the edge of of the uh, you know with their legs still in the cabin, and then once they realize that oh yeah okay I'm gonna, um, then they were um. Uh, then, then they take off, basically hopping to the next car in line. Yeah. But a, a tiny running start. Oh, yep. that's that's very crackly. Yep. Oh. Oh, oh that's when you turned into a bee. Bzzz. Yep. It sounds like a very, very flatulent bee. Uh, there's a. Yeah, the audio is definitely weirding out. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Now? No, they, they, it's, I think it's actually only from from Hill. Yeah, I think I it's Hill. So. Say something that'll be. Yeah, yeah I I just heard. Holy shit! I even heard an echo. <laughs> yep, Jesus! Echo. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Maybe if Hill drops out of the call and then. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Whoa! I'm sorry, she's evolving into a cyberman. Weirdest thing ever. <laughs> Oh my god! How about now? Yes, yeah, much better. You. Much better. For a moment, you were turning into a Cyberman. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> to us. You shall be like us. Sorry. <laughs> I'm British, I have to. Yes, it's fine. fine. You know, no. you're legally mandated to. Yes. Yep. It's like us so, with Swedes. Yep. What happens? Well, they take off across the roofs and have no problem uh, making it safely to uh, the sidewalk on the other side of the road. Uh, I don't think we're headed for the sidewalk. Where are you headed then? Into a magic car ride. Is it a game of Frogger where you just stay on the car? Uh, No, between the cars, but not between the cars, but on the cars. Yep. So you're jumping oh, to a new car. <laughs> well, you can't, you guys, within about 30 seconds, you're causing a complete citywide, well, not citywide, but at least complete downtown Dublin, uh, blockage of traffic. <laughs> oh, God, you too. <laughs> the, I imagine, to be I fair. Imagine the next... Sorry. Anyway. They are both daredevils. Yeah, they are daredevils. I was, I was just going to say that. Yes, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> you can um... imagine that the night after in the sept, they are going, why the hell did you not keep those two in the leash? But kind of <laughs> left them to their own devices. Well, when the traffic is blocked, there's no reason to keep this up anymore. No, no. It's more fun when the, when the cars are moving. I assume you run away then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Between, between the leaves disappear in the shadows. <laughs> well, you guys are... You guys are hopping to and fro uh, to avoid getting run over, obviously. Mm. And a... Oh, no, uh, we're on the cars. Well, on the cars, well, you're still trying to not get run over because obviously <laughs> these cars are then skidding, you know. Yep. Holy shit, there's somebody on my car. You yep. also very, very quickly have about 50 very angry Irishmen uh, <laughs> outside their cars trying to chase you guys down. <laughs> I oh, think gosh. that was their aim from the beginning. <laughs> no, the, the goal is, is just to have a lot of fun. So none of you were, weren't using your noggings. Perfect. No. Well, Let's do this! Oh, oh shit, they're angry! Run! probably see it coming, but she doesn't care right now. Because this is exciting. Exactly. Yes. So you're taking off... I'm, I'm assuming that you're not actually staying to fight. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I just wanted to be sure. I mean, we've got Connell here, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yes. No, that's a fair point. But, um, <laughs> Worst points have been made. It, it depends on just how stereotypical Connell's going to be played this, at this instant mm. time. No, he's, he's not going to stay and fight. Okay, good. He isn't Irish. He is Danish. He yeah. isn't drunk enough to fight. Yeah, but All no, work and no play makes Connell a dull boy. I was going to yeah. say, you look at it another way, they may be Irish, but he's Viking. That yeah, is that is also very true. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. yeah. You are, in fact, um, you are, in fact, uh, making your way down the, the, the street with a, an ever-growing tale of Irishmen trying to catch up with you. Not all of them are, in fact, Irishmen. Here and there, you also catch someone of distinctly Middle Eastern or African appearance, probably because about half the cars in Dublin at night, at least in Dublin city centre, is a taxi. <laughs> Many of them are driven by uh, people of other ethnicities. Sure. And... Uh, and you are by now um, having probably the time of your lives with uh, close to 70 people shouting obscenities at you in probably as many as 10 different languages. Okay, I'm very sorry, Chris, you won't get this. Live, 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 so what is up to can do game? Oh, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Yes, I was just trying to love that one. That was pure class, pure class. Yes, just yes. I'm trying to think. Depending on, depending on how stereotypical I want to make the Irish, and I don't particularly, um, because let's face it. There may be pe- there may be Irish people listening into this who are I don't want to offend. And if no, you are, uh, put down the beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say um, it's it's it seems someone decided to celebrate the centenary of the Easter Rising about two years early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems, and with all and decided to make it an international event. Yes, pretty much. Now, okay, sorry, go on. No, no, I'm done. You're done. Okay. Irish yoga. I hate you guys. Um, <laughs> that was funny. That was that was funny in a very disturbing kind of way. I really hate you all, but haha at the same time. Um, yes, you are um, moving down the road, as I said, and after a while, you 
both get a distinct sensation that you're being observed, you're being watched. Who are you talking to right now? I imagine the two get... Probably. Yeah. Because they're being observed. There are 70 very angry Irishmen after them. Yeah. Well... You're but getting... this is something else, right? Yes, this is this is not a matter of having 70 angry people trying to catch you. Um, is your wolfy sense tingling? Let's shake these assholes. Um, Connell says and... and runs down an alley or, or whatever to, to try and exactly what I had in mind. Evade the um the mob. Yes. So you try to yeah, you try to escape yeah. it. Down an alley, down the next alley, then a third yeah. alley, then up the building. Yeah. Yep. Down the alley, down the alley, oh fuck, everything is completely dark. Oh uh -oh. like really, really dark. Don't split the party. Oh, wait, too late. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Colonel uh, turns around to see if he can see Fenner. You can't really see much of anything. You, you're, you're, um, you can very vaguely see her moving, uh, but you, you can't make any. You can't make out any, any features on okay. of any kind. Well, I might be able to to sense her presence, such as as. Small uh, noises or small movements and and, and so forth. Oh, hear her! Oh, yeah, yeah, you can you can hear her just fine. Yeah. It's just you can't see a damn thing. Fena, are you as blind as a bat like me? Yeah. Where did all the light go? I don't know. That is, um, yeah, that's a good question. But there is definitely a problem with the light. Um, you hear a man and a woman laughing. It's, do, it's mocking. Do we recognize the no. laughter? No, you don't. Okay. Where's the laughter coming from? Uh, the woman is laughing somewhere above you, and the man is laughing further ahead. Someone's having fun. Fenner is contemplating us. turning around or scaling the building. Crunch, 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 crunch. I'll mute. Um, we might want to get out of here, Fenner. Yeah. Up the building. One of the voices is from above. I say we move up the building then. Uh, <coughs> we move up the building. Will you yep. hear me? Yeah? Hello? Hello, AJ. Hello, AJ. We hear you. Can you hear us? Aww. Hey, AJ, can we ask? Well, alright then. 
I I'm, guess def- so. I'm guessing that's a no. AK! <laughs> well, that's a darn shame. <sighs> Ooh! A Daniel! Hey! Oh, can you hear me? I'm no longer deaf! Yeah. Oh, man, that, that connection, though. So, Joan, I think uh, both Fenna and Connell move to... In whichever direction we we know a building to be in. Yep. And then it's up, 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 and away. Definitely. <laughs> you are... Um, you move up the side of the building, but the shadows keep following you. They 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 keep engulfing you as you crawl up the side of the building. You don't actually make it out of the shadows. Hmm. Well, once once Connell's reached the top of the roof, I think he'll go... He will go... Uh, what will he go? He'll go Krynos on their asses. So you're up on top of the of the building, and you go you go Krinos. Yeah, okay, sure. Yep. Um, that is entirely possible. Uh, you need to roll. Uh, obviously, unless you use uh, uh, rage, you need to roll. Um, I f- stamina and primal. Yeah, stamina. Uh, and I, I, I think I'll I'll spend a rage point to. Okay, uh, <laughs> you yeah. go straight there. Yep. Exactly. He's angry. Yep. They're having fun at his expense. Oh yeah. He- well, that's, and uh, he's also uh, hoping that uh, his new form might... Scare them? Uh, n- not scare them, but that he might benefit from from enhanced that's senses that's in that's some that. way. Yeah. All right. His Fair new enough. form will scare them if they're mortals. Or not, not if they're mortals, if they're dreamers. They yes. probably aren't sent to them and manipulating the shadows, but, you know... Mm. It's a good tactic. The idea is great. Yep. Uh, yeah. oh, people there are watching is. from the windows. You you hear a um, you hear the the woman laughing in particular again, and it's uh, it's it's a distinctly distinctly evil sound. She she sounds like she is she doesn't give a shit about what is going on around her and. She, she, you can, you can tell from the sound of it that this is, this is a person who can and will, um, enjoy the suffering of others. Mm. It's just in the sound. And as you look around, again, you're still surrounded by, by darkness as you get sure. up there. Sure. Um, but the, the darkness lifts just, you know, for, for the tiniest, tiniest fraction, uh, fraction of a second. To let you see a woman who is uh, literally standing on top of a of a what's it called a ventilator box on top of a roof. Uh, she's probably about forty five fifty meters away, and she's literally on another building. Um, she is there with. What looks like the she's she's holding a very limp person in her in 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 one hand, literally like out in front of herself, and you can just you you hear her laughing and saying, "I know what you are, puppy. We're coming for you. We're coming for all of you. Why don't you fall on a silver blade and sh- and save and save yourself the disgrace of getting drunk dry." 
Come like down that. here and say that to my face. <laughs> well, I should give you a picture so you have something to... Um, this would be the woman in question. Ah, uh, uh-huh. Clearly someone who enjoys her drink a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool picture, though. Yeah, and that is quite literally how covered she is in blood at that moment. And she just she just giggles in a, the most vile way and and then she and then she and she goes toodles i will see you again oh tell siobhan that neve says hi and yeah was she the one no, she wasn't the no. one that you saw, okay. no. No, okay. the ones that, that you saw were, well, they didn't live, except for Neve. Yeah, and, okay. Yeah. No, the, Neve looks like this. Let me just show you. That is Neve. Okay. Cool. I have a feeling that the reason the new one didn't want to play was because she knew there was an actual chance for her being ripped to pieces. Mm-hmm. So... So Connell uh, actually starts running to, even if it's dark, he's hoping that he can remember enough of of the roof's layout for him to get close enough. Yeah. Uh, he starts running towards her. Well, you are a daredevil. I am a daredevil. And this yeah. is meant to be really epic and cool and shit. Also <laughs> uh, very yeah, likely. Let's hear from from her. let's hear from Fenner first, though. Yeah. Fenna is going to uh, spend a rage point and go into. I think she'd be more into the Hispo form than Krinos, actually. Yep, yep, you go to Hispo, yes. Yeah, and Bonus. Yes. The, what happens is you both get, as I said, you're both um, surrounded by darkness, but you run towards the, the ledge where, you know, you, you saw this is where your building ends and there's a big gap and then <laughs> the next building <laughs> begins. But because, as I said, you're both daredevils, this is meant to be suitably epic. You literally leap into the air. um, And as you do so, you leave the shadow behind. So you're jumping out of this cloud (laughs) of shadow through the air in in you know one Krenos and one hispo next to to uh, next to that it's it's actually quite an epic view really if <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that no no humans are actually looking right now and that's probably yeah. a good thing <laughs> but you land on the roof on the other side there is only the corpse there the woman isn't there and it is a corpse oh oh yes it's it very is. dead Nothing lives. Nobody lives with their head twisted around in that angle. Oh dear! Um, Psych! It's a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no. a daddy. Oh, for God's sake! No, it's a second uncle, twice removed. <laughs> Shut up! It is fact an ex-human. I'll fucking rip her throat out when I see her. Yeah. She needs to die for real. Mm. She does. I think at this point, actually, since Connell's in 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 control of his himself, uh, he'll he'll change back to Hormit. Yep. 
Bella knows that if she changes back, she's going to be naked because I don't think this was dedicated clothing. Mm. No, it weren't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. That, <laughs> that, probably also, that would be the same thing, for, of course, for for Connell, who's now saying sure. uh, Starkers. Sure. <laughs> that, that said, um, you you do get a rage point back. The bitch, after all, did escape. Cool. Um, how dare she? Yes, how the yes. fuck dare she? Yes, would it, would it have killed us all? For, we have all the fancy suits. Could we not all have just worn our dedicated underpants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, get, I'll, I'll go with that. Your underwear at least might be. Connell's a risk taker. Connell can have his, can have his nakedness. If he's I don't nice. think Connell was wearing any underwear. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Connell is now Starkers. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Kind of pointing that out. Right. Then he went crying, and I thought, why not? It's Connell. He isn't that fast anyway. And then yep. Finn did, and I was, yeah, we have a naked tr- duo of get a Fenris in the minute. Yeah. So, so Connell uh, walks to the to the corpse and and kneels beside it. Uh, and if Connell wasn't a werewolf himself. He'd be uh, very, very creeped out by uh, the, his boot discreetly checking him out. <laughs> oh yeah, good backside there, Connell. <laughs> Baby got back. So yeah, he he kneels and and does what they usually do in 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 Hollywood movies. He checks for a pulse, even though it's no pulse evident that the person. But is the dead. corpse is still warm. <clears throat> if the head is twisted all the way around, are you checking for a pulse on the left or the right side? Jesus. <laughs> muted. It might be worth noting if it was a man or a woman, because one of them could maybe nail some clothing. Is it a man or a woman? I don't think we heard you, Jim. It's a man. Okay. What kind of clothes is this individual wearing? Uh, jeans, t-shirt, um, sneakers. Blood all over. Uh, on the t-shirt, yes, but not on his, not on his, well, on his jacket as well, but it's black leather. Uh, if Colonel, um, thinks it'll fit him, he'll, will. he'll wear it, it will. the jeans and, and the shoes. Uh, yeah, it will. Yeah. Then Fenner can get the rest. <laughs> yeah. So, Fenna, you're going to change into Hamid? Contemplating just staying in his bow and running across the roofs. I'm disappointed, Fenna. Actually, that's a good point. Have we been taught as werewolves how to speak in our non-human forms? Uh, yeah, you're able to to communicate in your non-human forms by now. Yeah, you've had a whole, you've had a, you've had a year. Yeah, you've had a year to learn. I know we can talk in Krynos, that's fine. I just didn't like his bone lupus might be a bit more of a... It might mm. take more time, but okay. You can, because Fluff says so. Okay. Okay. Well, it's not my fault you decided to show off yeah. everything. Doesn't mean I have to. No, it's true. It's true. Well, <laughs> nothing more to do here, I suppose. Yeah. Fucking leeches are gone. Hmm. I assume then from the lack of description that the body there is not identifiable as anyone we know. No. No. Okay. It's is it possible to sniff them out, at least the direction they went in? 
Yeah, you can. Uh, they went over the uh, to the side of the building and then down that way. It's not the way you came from, obviously, but off to the to the right. Oh, Fenna at least follows the scent a little. Yeah, you hear uh, sirens. I think we got to get out. Yeah, I think so. Pull quite a crowd. So I think. Carlo and Fenner, Vamoose. Yeah, you Vamoose, definitely. We, uh, where do you Vamoose off to? The Umbra. No, not the Umbra. Not the Umbra. I think home, home to, to either Fenner's or Carlo's place. place. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I think home to Cat would be where Finna would head for. I, I think, actually, uh, Connell will, will follow them because this might be something they'd be interested in knowing about. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Yep, okay, back to the other guys for then, yep. for now. Okay. You guys, uh, let's start with... Uh, what's his face? Let's start with Tally and with Taryn because you guys are not the ones who ran. Yep. What do you do? Well, Taryn's on her way back to the towers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, Tally is following, and assuming the cars are still there, they... They are. Okay, well, we get in one, and... I do see you get in the same one, or do you take one each? Same one. I jump but... in with Tally if he okay. jumps in in one first. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I definitely take one. Uh, and just say, and say to Taryn, um, well, your place or mine? <laughs> okay, and direct the, ask the driver to go to that place. They know it. Which one did you go to, sorry? Taryn's place. Taryn's place, okay, yeah, well. Fair enough. You go to Taryn's place, then. Yes, on the way, I imagine we're going to have a few things to talk about. Um, I imagine so. If you want to have time to do that, I'm sure you can use the the, the um, yep. uh, written version, or do you want to let everyone hear? Uh, no, we'll use the written version, I think. If that's... Oh, sure, certainly. That right? I mean, it, it might as well be like, we, I think we have a few things to talk about, and that kind of is the fade on that scene, so it's implied exactly. that there's a conversation yep. in the car, right? Yes. yes. Well, we are going, then we are going to move over to Aaron and to Shiva. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron's running, and I'm running after him. Yes. Um, I don't know. I assume Aaron is at least a little faster than I am. Well, track team. Probably, yes, unless you go to another form, then he's going to out-distance uh, you, yes. In that case, while he's within uh, shouting distance, uh, she was out, out shouts, Aaron, stop! And as she does that, she will uh, attempt to activate her persuasion gift. Oh, okay. Um, really that is a good. That is charisma plus subterfuge difficulty seven. That is not a bad use of it, actually. No, it's not. It's a great idea. Let's see how good it did. Uh, Zero successes. Oh well. What oh, well. does that mean? It means it doesn't activate. It does, but it doesn't work. Well, true. All right, so I can't use it again. 
or try again, rather. Uh, not for the rest of the scene. All right. Oh well. Does Aaron react? I think um, I think he hears you. Actually, I should. This is some. No, I'm not gonna roll for it. It's fine. He he's definitely kind of in a haze, but I think he does hear you. Um, so he he's kind of like he's he's rounding a corner. Um. To, to run down an alleyway. And as you catch up with him, he, his arm shoots out and grabs you by, by your arm, just jerks you around, pushes you up against the side of the steiner within, like, in the alleyway and just both hands on the walls uh, next to you. And you're like, what? What do you want? Why are you following me, Shiwa? You shouldn't follow me. Not now. Okay. Listen. You can you can run off in whatever direction you want afterwards, but I need to I need to say something, and hopefully you will consider it. I look ready to bite your head off. I mean, this is coming right off the tail end of the the tally argument, so I'm I'm definitely I I look agitated in the wrong way. But yeah, I, I'm that- not saying anything. I allow you to continue. She would take a moment to catch her breath um, before she says, do you know why, what was the hardest for me about becoming a werewolf? Aaron it was stops and looks confused. It was the fact that I could never come home to my father again. I, I mean, he might not be some fancy set leader and he might not be rich in fact he had to work two jobs just to make sure we had well, a stable life and while that did mean that he was never home that much I really liked when he was home he'd come home every day and I'd have made dinner and well he'd eat and we'd chat and every Sunday, he'd sleep in, and I'd make him pancakes, because for whatever reason, he really liked pancakes. And then we would, well, we would spend time together. He, it's the, it's the thing I miss the most. But if someone told me that a month from now, I would be able to see my father again, I would spend that entire month just overjoyed. Now, I've seen you the last month, and I'm not saying that your father is not some sort of big shot. I mean, he's clearly earned his rank. He's clearly a very powerful and good werewolf. There's no doubting that. Looks like you're diffusing Aaron bit by bit right now. But the way I see it, and the way I've observed you the last month, you have been terrified. You've been restless, and you've, well, you've been terrified. There's a, a big difference between how we view our fathers and... I might not know your dad, but from my perspective, he clearly was not a very good father. So, I just want you to think about that 
before you run off. Um, there's th there's this awkward physical situation going on right now. She was um, also in tears right now because this is not something he likes to talk about. And I think Aaron hangs his head. And he, he looks at you with... When, when he looks up, there's genuine sympathy. And he says, I'm sorry about your father. I I can't imagine. I don't... I'm sorry about your father. And I'm sure... There's no need to ever give up on that. Don't. Hold on tight. But I can't. Do you understand? I can't be like you. I can't have what you had. My father is not human, Shiwa. My father is Garu. My father is Shadow Lord. I am his scion. I am his kin. I need... I don't have the luxury of not being the best. If... I can't. For... I cannot have what any of you had. For that's not how it's supposed to be. And I need to earn that man's favor. I owe him everything. I don't think you necessarily do. From my perspective, he needs to earn your trust. Because, as you said, he's Garu, and that does put him in a certain situation, but he's also a father, and fathers are not supposed to be like that. Fathers are different. He is Garu. This isn't the same. This talk we're having, and by this point Aaron has his peoples back, Instead of trapping you against the the side of this uh, this diner, and he just takes a step back and he like angrily kind of jerks back and forth as if he wants to pace but he can't. <laughs> um, he is not what what you think when you think father is not doesn't apply to what my father is doing. He cannot possibly give me what you're talking about. Because he's not raising a son who will grow up and join a, join an orchestra and travel the world and get married and settle down and live off his pension and die sad and unforgotten. Sad, unforgotten. Sad and forgotten. He's raising one of the very last, one of the few of us. The world you're looking at this from doesn't apply. And I have, I would have nothing if not for that man. I need to go 
and make damn sure, make damn sure that I am, that I do not remain the failure that I have been to him so far. I'm so uh, sorry for what has happened to Ushiwa. I just wish, I wish I could have been better so that you lot wouldn't have to suffer what happened. I'm sorry. And at this, Aaron starts backing off from you. He says, I have to go now. This has been long in the coming. Sorry. Uh, I I might not be the right person to say this. I, I think I'm actually the worst, but I think the idea is that we're supposed to also be your family, Aaron. And it's taken me a very long time to realize, but it's probably not a good idea to, to push away the family you can have. And when all of us stand there and you saw Taryn, Taryn stood up to your father and told him that he was wrong. Taliesin and I have been telling you that he's wrong. Please consider that maybe you're wrong and we're right. That's that's all I want you to do. Aaron looks just for a moment. He looks just about ready to, to you know turn and and leave. Um, and then I I think he he stops himself and he he turns to you. He says. I can't, I can't have this talk, Shiva. This is, you don't understand. And I could never ask you to. I won't go. It's okay. Let, let me just follow you home, okay? <laughs> I don't think... You're supposed to be the one consoling me right now. I think Aaron pulls himself back up. Um, mentally, his visor comes down, pushes his dis- the distraught emotions back behind a wall. And he he just shakes his head a bit. Uh, his his uh, facial expressions catching up with him slowly, emptying the frustrations out. And he he kind of like starts. He puts a hand on your shoulder, starts um, ushering you slowly uh, out from the alley and in, a, in the general direction of where you live. As he says, it's you. Yes, yes, I should be. Well, at the very least, I think I got out of my conversation earlier that don't try to to limit yourself in what you can become. I mean, sure, your dad wants you to be an alpha. You might even want to be an alpha, but if it's not, well, if it's not what you really want, then you should probably think about what that is. I promise you I will. He lies. Hmm. Um, I I promise you I will. But uh, don't work yourself up over me. 
okay, I'm just, and he wants, he kind of, he looks left, right, like he looks up and it's a new moon and he's like, fuck, I can't blame the moon. Um, and just, I have a lot to think about. Okay, let's not worry about me. Let's just get you home. Okay. Yeah. The long fangs have been working themselves recently. The fucking order is still out here. We shouldn't be walking alone. I'll follow you home. Sudden realization for all groups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think um, Aaron notices that that Shiva kind of straightens up and and she sets her jaw as she looks at him and says, "Well." At least I've gotten one more thing I want to change about Guru Society once I get in a position to do so. Aaron laughs a bit because he thinks your ideas are silly. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But well, that's you, okay. That makes it all right. Now go on. He, he laughs a bit. He thinks your ideas are silly, but but he he does give you like a, a, your shoulder a bit of a squeeze. Like a, a, I guess it's a look of encouragement he's sending you and say. When you get there, you think about that. And he gets um, actually a determined smile back. I, I, I think I left my shoes over there. Go on. Oh. <laughs> no, it's just I wonder if the rest of you are going to see uh, any of the remainders of the commotion that Connell and Finn are caused. Um, um, it's just we... like a roof collapsing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we might get stuck in traffic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but we are gonna get stuck in traffic somewhere. Yeah, but not for very long because the uh, the limo driver just takes the first turn down another road. Having a limo that long stuck in traffic is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So they they will use any side street to to circumvent the um, the situation and. Um, and you, you're only stuck in traffic for something like two or three minutes. I think Terran rolls down the window to see what's blocking everything. Like, uh, lots of people are shouting. <laughs> ask someone they drive past, what the hell happened? Two kids ran across the goddamn roofs of the cars. Uh, Terran is very silent and looks at Telly and then rolls up the window. Goddamn crack it! Uh-oh. Yeah, you're not there. You can't. You can't hear. This. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> they wouldn't happen to look foreign. Yeah, I don't know. They were no. They they weren't one of those filthy wobs or anything. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. too real. <laughs> Joan. Yeah. Go and wash your mouth out. I will do, don't worry, I will do once we're done. That made my toes curl to say. Yeah. But, okay. He may have noticed, though, if, if he saw them, he may have noticed that they were wearing fancy dress. Yeah. Uh, they were wearing very fancy clothing. Yeah. Fucking rich kids, kind of-ish. Yeah, crackheads or you know, whatever. You, lots of people are fighting with each other. Well, not fighting, but arguing and shoving and so on further ahead. But that's pretty much all there is. And then by that time, the the, the car picks up speed and and you know takes down a, a, a side a side street instead. 
Yep. Taryn rolls up the window and looks at Tally. I think we need to have a very long conversation with our get. Uh, with both our get. There's, there's blowing off steam, and then there's whatever the fuck this was. Blowing up everyone's steam. All right. Anyway, uh, honestly, uh, uh, we went to have a civil evening, and this is how it turned out. Oh, oh uh, yes, I think our evening was. Well, I'd be lying if I say it wasn't civilized. Right up until right up until the moment that it wasn't. Oh, you uh, mean the explosion from Le Daddy? That was not that. That was not an explosion. That was a display. Of course, it was playing peacock. Mm, no, if peacocks were that hardcore, I. I'd run every time I even saw a flash of that of that tail feather. <laughs> no, was that what you were running around in Phoenix Zoo? <sighs> mm, didn't pay attention. Oh, oh. Let's, ju- let's just get home. All right. <laughs> yes, you guys move on towards um, towards uh, um, Taryn's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we go back to the two get for a moment. <laughs> you make it back. Right. You make it back to Cat's place. The light well, is on. I guess this is the part that Finna has to change back. However, she was wearing her underwear. Well, <laughs> fair enough. The man, the just just saying dedicated underwear makes it sound really nasty. <laughs> Kinda does. Paranasty skivvies. It's <laughs> like really rank. Come oh, on. <laughs> they do get washed. Yes, they do. No, you. Do we um... have all the two pairs of underwear. Because you said that we have two pairs of dedicated. Yeah, you have two sets of dedicated dedicated clothing that goes from the inside out. So you have two sets of dedicated two underwear. Of underwear. That's not a lot. Nope. The um. But you are at uh, at Cat's place, and uh, as I said, the light is on. So go in. Okay, fair yep. enough. I kind of assume if Finna lives there that she has a key. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You uh, you um, enter and you hear Cat's voice and the voice of another woman. Um. They're speaking in Danish. Hmm. Okay. Remember to keep it in subtitles. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm just gonna keep this in English, but yeah, they're speaking in Danish. So what so, does the subtitles say when we see when we hear our actors speaking in Danish? Well, what you hear as you open the door is in a, as I said, it, it's not in English, but I'll just keep it there. Mm-hmm. Um, is your arrival is timely. I, and this is Kat speaking. Your arrival is timely. It's good to see you here. Things are coming to a head. You just went mute. Hmm? Things are coming to a head. Things are coming to a head whether we want it or not. Try again. Nope. Okay, try. Can you hear me now? Yep. 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 Okay. Things, uh, are coming, 
Hello. Things are coming to a head whether we want it or not. And then the other woman, uh, then the other woman speaks in, in a very, uh, well, her voice sounds mangled somehow, damaged. Um, like she's had a bad, uh, uh, like she's had tonsils removed and it didn't go quite the way it was, was supposed to. Oh my. And, uh, there's a bit of an echo again. And she, she's, she says, um, well, you aren't alone, obviously. I thought you would want and you would well, I, I thought you would welcome, um, a change. And you hear Kat saying, certainly I would, but not like that. And certainly not with, and then, oh, I think someone's just come home. Uh, Fenna grabs the coat that previously belonged to Siobhan in the hallway. Yep. And, uh, yeah, yeah. puts it on, of course. Yep. Of Certainly. Cool. Peaks a little. Oh, yep. Give me a second here, because I just need to find a picture. Da 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 da. Of lady. Yeah, that might not be the exact word I would use, but yeah. I'm 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 already getting okay, so I was getting a kind of a gangrior feel when you mentioned the throat thing. Yeah, it's not quite that uh, that bad, but it's bad enough. She's hoarse. Satan. Yeah. She's hoarse. I know a Satan. Yeah. And yes, her face is literally stapled together. Yeah. That looks like a shirt. Probably, yes. She gets up when you two enter. Um, she doesn't look hostile, except, as a, you know, well, that face. Ow. <laughs> sure. She, um, oh, these are the two. Oh, welcome. Oh come on! I'm um. So, uh, friend, so, I'm so an old she, friend of cats. Joe and I, I just have one question before you yeah. continue. Yeah. Uh, how does she react to to uh, Connell being stark naked? <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't. Oh yeah, that's right. He took on. He, he put on. Oh, I'm just. Oh, right, he's yeah. just shirtless. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sad. Oh, uh, sad. <laughs> okay. Well, well his on. upper body is naked. Ah, it is. You, it took is. The, you took you took his pants. Yep, you yep, took yep, his yep. yeah, yep. but not not his t-shirt and not his jacket. So no. so yeah, you're standing there with your you know all buff and muscular <laughs> upper body, and she doesn't yeah. react. Ah, it's cool. It's cool. Just wondering. But she she also clearly uh, seems to realize who you guys are. So you know, even if you had stood there completely mm. stark, she would have known that you're Guru. <laughs> yeah. You guys do realize that this means um that uh Connell has basically been following in the uh, is following in the blessed footsteps of dear Jacob from that abhorrent vampire book series. Yep. yep. I realized. Oh god, no, please. No, it's it's fine. He has he's not completely there yet because a he hasn't he's yet to like fully become two-dimensional. 
<laughs> and uh, and second, um, he he needs to star in Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So. Oh, right. Also, at least he um, at least he looted the pants off of a dead guy's body instead of having them tied to his leg with a leather string. Yeah. Yep. I, I I don't even know what you guys are referring to, except I know I I know the name and I know the books, but I don't know about Twilight. the. Twilight. <laughs> ah, she said it. Okay, yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I was actually gonna give you one point of experience tonight because of uh because of something. <laughs> I'm giving you this point of experience, and now I'm taking it away. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh anyway, I'm. Sniff it, Philip, before it's gone. I'm sorry. It happens. So anyway, yeah. Oh right, should we now? That's right. Oh, let's yeah, just, that's let's what, keep going. That's that's what your um. That's the face that that meets you is 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 that stapled together um person, and um, she as I said, she looks at both of you and says, "Well, pleased to meet you. I'm one of Cat's old friends. My name is uh, my name is Senia. I'm uh." I'm like you. So you're a get a Fenris Aru? Get. That's good enough. Mm. Oh, I'm f- I'm f- uh, she she grins, uh, which looks distinctly disturbing because it, it makes her her the this that side of her face scrunch up in a very unwholesome kind of way, and she she grins and uh, says, "No, I'm Forseti." I'm going to assume and that Colin knows what that means. She's a philodox. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool. Um, I understand from Kat that you that you've been visiting some. Yeah, you've been visiting someone tonight who's got his his he, who's got his ass. So high up in the air, if he bends over, he'll smell his own turds. <laughs> uh, she might and Cat might notice that Connell does not find that funny in the least. <laughs> nice. Good, good catch, Heine. Good catch. Good catch. Well, I know the arsehole. I used to work for him. And anyway, <laughs> now I had a chance to get the fuck out of there. And I took... Come in, sit down, have a beer. I come uh walks over and, and sits down. Yeah. Cat yeah. gets cat uh, gets a couple of beers. She's got some on the, on the floor next to her. So is is there a sense that this uh, Senyas is is about to to continue talking? No, no, she sits down again. Okay. So so cats. Yep. Uh, Fina and I had a a run in with uh, with a leech. Mm, you're still standing there, so I'm assuming the leech is now in pieces. I w- no. wish we could say she was, but she isn't. What happened? A fucking coward. Uh, Colonel uh, recounts oh, the she's incident. Just smart. Okay, well, she says not to both of you. That's still good going. You actually, you you did the right thing. You attacked. The fact that she's a fucking coward isn't the uh, isn't isn't your problem. She ran away. 
you did what you had to. That's good. Good on you. Oh, and an another thing. Um, you might hear about a traffic jam in uh, downtown Dublin. Mm. And we have nothing to do with it. None whatsoever. <laughs> she um, smirks. <laughs> she uh, she bluffs. Or she bluffs. No, she doesn't bluff. She smirks. Not you bluff. <laughs> she. Uh, it's called. It's called. Um, in this, I think it would be a perform possibly subterfuge. Subterfuge. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. She. There's a huge amount of echo again. What the hell? Um, yeah. She uh, doesn't really take much much uh, heed of the of the whole traffic jam thing. Just she just smiles crookedly. Mm. She's more interested, clearly, in the whole leech thing, asking exactly where it happened and what the fuck, because that's kind of brazen for one of their number, you know. If, if how the hell, you know, did, did they? And and you you did mention, I'm assuming, that you heard both a man's and a woman's voice. Yep, and I also uh, recount what she said uh, to to Connell and and, and Finna yeah. about <laughs> and Finna. Like uh, tells her which way the scent went, mm. and maybe mention the darkness. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Connell did recount what happened. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Well, um, cat grins. <laughs> oh, this is priceless. She takes out her cell phone, dials, waits for it to ring with a big, big evil grin on her face. And when it pick, it's picked up on the other end, uh, she says loudly and in a cheerful tone of voice, she says, Oh, hi, Siobhan. Yeah, I'm sorry that I call it this unwholesome hour, but I have a message for you. Apparently, there's a new leech in town who said to, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sitting here with, with two of the kids who ran into a leech tonight. No, 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 they didn't kill her. Apparently, she uh, managed to escape. They did attack, though, so they did good. Yeah, yeah, I know. They shouldn't have. I know. And she makes a she she makes a face towards the rest of you with the whole, yeah, they shouldn't have. When she says that, she makes a face like she's about to throw up. Like, I imagine, like, her, like, she, ha she has the phone in one hand, the other one's doing the wop, 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 wop <laughs> motion. Really is. It really is. And she, she, um, and, and of course, Xenia is sitting there with the most gruesome smile on her face through all of this. And, uh, and, and she, yeah, no, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have, but they did, and they did good because, you know, get a Fenris, and I, I would have smacked them around if they came back here and said that they'd seen a leech and then run from it, especially when there's two of them. Yes, I know, they haven't gone through their rite of passage yet, I know, but one of them has already killed two of them, and the other has already killed a more, so, you know, maybe we should give them a chance. Just maybe, I'm just saying. Yes, now, can I please give you my message? Yes, yes, this fucking leech apparently left a message with the kids saying something, oh, what was it again? Guys, can you repeat? And she holds out the phone towards you. Oh, God. Tell Siobhan Neem says hi. She smiles again as she takes the cell, cell phone back and listens near, you know, puts it up to her ear. She sits there for a moment and like, uh, Siobhan? Hello? Are you there? 
Yes, yes, okay, yes. Okay, no, don't do that to your telephone. They're expensive. Okay, I'm going to let you work that out. I'm assuming it's going to include a bottle or two of Jameson's 10 years. I'm Good night, Vaughn. Yeah, just uh, well, let's see if we can get the echo under control and then pick up again. Yeah. Boo, boo, boo. Can you hear me now? Yep. Good. Just uh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, yes, I, I know, but don't do that to to your cell phone. They're expensive. No, no, please. You know, Siobhan, seriously. Okay, you're gonna have to work this out. I'm I'm assuming it's going to include well a couple of bottles of Jameson's Ten Years. Okay, you know. You take care. Yes. Bye bye. And then she hangs up and then she breaks down in sobbing laughter. <laughs> oh, that was the funniest thing in a year. She said, I have a feeling no one just said, Hi, Siobhan, the next day. Because it would be filled with flying stuff and everyone who said hi to her have to run everything they've ever learned. <laughs> So, yes, she looks back to the two of you. Very good. Very well done. But, yeah, as you can kind of tell, there's now an extra get of Fenrisons. That makes five of us. I assume you're less crazy than Eric, because you're Danish and not Swedish. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm a lot less crazy than Eric. Oh, yes. I'm looking forward to having looking forward to having uh, some situations, some cases brought before me. Though I'm I'm eager to get to work, Cat. And Cat um, just shakes her head with a grin and goes, "Yeah." And I'm sure the Fiend are going to hate you. Oh, they they already do. She says they already do. I um I knew where to go. I mean, you know, I I, I knew the um I know the uh, I know the city. Pretty well. Um, for an earlier visit, she says. So I, I went and I found. Uh, I went and I found the. Um, well, the green, obviously. And well, there was there was somebody there. That's that's the thing. You see, there was there was somebody down there, and and he didn't like me very much. So we got into a fight. I won. Of course. Yeah. So apparently now the Fina don't like me. What do I know? What do I care? Well, to be fair, the Fina doesn't li- ha- ha- have never liked us. No, that's kind of the problem, isn't it? Mm, mm. The fucking assholes are sitting on our set, on our cairn. All right, they can have the set for all I give a shit about. We will have the cairn. Mm. It's ours, and they're sitting on it, and we didn't tell them that they were allowed. Cat just puts up a, you know, like a, a single hand and smiles and goes, Isenia, you know, take it easy. Things are, things are going fine. Things are going fine. Right now, of course, the bigger picture is much more important and we're in a war here. So, and Xenia, uh, grits her teeth and nods and goes, I know, I know, thou shalt not challenge the leader in times of, in times of war and we're at war. I know. And, and, um, Cat uh, smiles again, nods, and says, "Yes. Plus, I don't have to challenge Ross." And despite the fact that Xenia looks very confused, that cat doesn't elaborate. 
And unless the two of you have anything to ask or say, then we'll pop over to one of the groups. But I think uh, uh, at some point, I- I'm assuming we, we move into some small talk and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And at some point, I think Connell will, will point to the to the uh, the scars on Seeing Space and say, mm-hmm. "So, what's the story there?" Oh, ran into um I ran into one of them that danced the black spiral. And you won? I walked away. Mm. Cool. I took his eyes first. Say uh do we have any pants Dennis can borrow that don't belong to a dead guy? <laughs> I'm sure we've got some. Yeah, it's it's fine. I can always wash them. <laughs> Actually, I would imagine that Dennis has a set of clothing or two around Cat's place just in case. Yeah, <laughs> that's that seems quite plausible. Yeah. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you guys say we take a brief break yep, uh, so people was... can refill their glasses okay. and so on, and then yes. we'll pick up in a moment. Yes. Yeah, sure. All right. All right. And we will see you guys then. And we're back, everyone. Hello. For some more song at Tara. So, yes. Uh, what's going on, Storyteller? Well, what is going? Well, yes. Sorry, Heine. I, I was just going to say for the listeners that we got our XP back. Woo! Oh yeah, that's important. Yes, mm, you're it is. We bribed the GM. We yes, bribed. They, they bribed the GM. Well, everybody here who's listening in should know that I am incredibly bribable, except. Uh, except, of course, I will deny so vehemently and stringently, and I can only be bribed with certain things. So, yes, um, they, damn it, everyone, damn it. Okay, uh, we are going to swap to, uh, Tally and Taron, TNT. <laughs> TNT. TNT. <laughs> an explosive combo. Yes, they are an explosive combo. Something like that. Well, okay. as long as it's as long as it's um, as long as it's not uh, Aaron who's in there with with Taryn, then it would be TNA. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just giving myself an XP for that one. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Um, okay, so I assume we get back to Taryn's place. You do. Yeah, get out of the limo and walk to the door and wait for the fucking elevator to come down and pick them up. Yep. Well, you get you get in, you get up, you get. Well, I'm assuming, by the way, that that your change of clothes for everyone actually would be there. So, yep. yeah, she's gonna contemplate that for a second because none of the others are here. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I should probably return the clothing tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure that we. I'm sure. To be honest. With um, Connell and Fenner, I'm not sure they'd, they'd care that much, but well, well, I'm sure they're doing something fairly interesting while we're here having this little chat. Anyway, ah, uh, it'd be nice to get back into some proper civvy clothes. She hands him his clothing. Taryn's mom comes in at that point with a couple of bottles of of, uh, of coke and some some sandwiches and puts on the table and smiles to both of you and says, "I I do hope you had a nice evening." Oh, Mrs. Jones, you are you are a lifesaver. I think uh, I think there is a poignant question that needs to be answered. Uh, Taryn's mom does she in fact have it going on? Yes. 
Okay. I, I just knew that was going to come the moment you said Taryn's mom like that. I yeah. just knew it was... Uh, I am so tempted to take your SP away for that. I am, I aim to please, man. Remember, remember. If there is any point to make, Terran looks exactly like her mother. Only she's younger. Delightful. Oh, and she has her father's eyes. Mm-hmm. Her mama has blue eyes. Her father uh, has the purple eyes. Lovely. Okay. Um, firstly, storyteller, remember the pap. That's that's important. If, if yes. ever you feel... Yes. To- Determined yes. to take right. the XP, right. think of the pap and things. Uh, so think of the pap. And <laughs> well, um, I think what will happen is that um, Taliesin will sort of turn. Well, obviously be very pleased, but he'll also sort of turn away from both of the of the women, and he'll take his um, formal shirt off. In fact, he'll 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 fall just short of actually ripping the whole thing off bodily. But there, 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 there is a. Bathroom connected to her room. He can go up to. Yeah, he doesn't know that at first. As soon he as should she... know because they're all changed here. That's a good point. Um, he's been be honest... here several times too. Yeah, he's not thinking about that at the moment. He just wants to get into a nice, comfortable shirt or t-shirt, or at least, a, or at least get into his leather jacket because that leather jacket means a lot to him. I'll get into Terran. No, no, Don't no. Go, there. go away. That, that, that way Metis lies. I fought the war and the war won. No, I anyway. fought the law. That way, <clears throat> that way Metis lies. That was good. Okay. Um, anyway, he rips his clothes off. Okay. No, just, just, just his shirt. He doesn't take his trousers off. He's not that desperate. Ah. Um, just his shirt. And he's facing the other way so that you don't see his, his, um, don't see his front. Um, but he flips on a T-shirt and then he puts on his um, bomber jacket. He keeps his formal wear on. For now, yep. Uh, and then he turns back and says, "Oh!" And he, he he checks his he checks his phone. Is still in his pocket, and he says, "Actually, I'm sorry. Is there somewhere I can go for a little private call I need to make?" Of course. Uh, where would that be then? Uh, the balcony from the living room. You know it, the one that's against the waterfront. Yep. The last. Thank, thank you so much. Um, I, I, I hate to be a pain, but I must ask that you don't disturb before. That's all right. Fine, fine. Thank you. Daddy, leave the bed. <laughs> leave it. <laughs> Get out of the living room. <laughs> yep. Well, and then you go and make your call. Yo. I do. Um, is it all right if I act it out? Or do you want me yeah, to certainly. Certainly, if you want to. Yeah. I'm good with that. Okay, so he makes the call, puts in obviously the contact, and yep, starts you ringing. Get, you you call. Funnily enough, you call Siobhan, and you get her answering machine. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder so, how. I wonder why. What does an answer machine message sound like? How many swear words can you fit in one sentence? Um. A good Hi, f- this is Siobhan. Leave a message after the beep, or I'll kill you. <laughs> but no. Um, well, the answer machine message he gives is going to be a long one, but it's going to go something like this. That's with our boss. Hope you get this message soon. I know you said to keep you informed as was necessary, but approaching set leaders directly like yourself when I'm not even clear can be 
pretty fucking daunting, you know? Anyway, just an update from after Lord Blackwell's little visit. Things went about as well as can be expected. No fucking great war's going to break out because one of us forgot to look suitably humble and slavish for his nymph's pleasure. That said, he did dominate us, for lack of a better word. He has such power, and we were compelled to obey. But otherwise, things are still simmering amongst us. It's all still going on. The tension and the stewing disaster all under all our skin. Good news, at least. Shiva's gotten better, so that's a relief. Don't kick you. She's found a way to focus her melancholy into anger. She's turned that anger towards a goal, that to being to try to reshape the Guru Nation to better suit some of her own ideas. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to debate the fucking pros and cons of what's best for us with you. I'm still just a piss-weak pup. I know my place. But I think you'll be glad to hear you don't have to consider fucking exiling her or anything else like that, you know? Might be nice to see her try and get accepted again, although she has a lot to earn. Anyway, she's gotten much better. Good. Aaron, though... Oh, Aaron's a whole other fucking kettle of fish. He's broken. He's broken, and he's not prepared to admit it. I can see why. His father's a massive, gaping anus of a creature. Never met anyone who made my first stand on end more. If that's the kind of Halio who's been raising Aaron as his son, then our pack is in serious, serious shit. Kids grow up to be like their parents, whether they like it or not, and Aaron's already well down that path. After Black Razor dominated us, Aaron was hysterical. I tried to reach him the way I thought was right. I fought. I hoped it helped. But I don't trust him to give him that benefit of doubt. You know, I've told you this enough times now. He's not fit to be Alpha of our pack, but you and I know that he's ambitious. He's a fucking Shadow Lord, whether I want to admit it or not. Ambition is as natural to him as breathing is to all of us, even if that ambition is born just as much from fear of his old man and his fucking family legacy as it is his natural fucking tendencies. He's going to fucking push and claw his way into power, I promise you. And when he does, our pack will be nothing better than his fucking thralls. I'm supposed to be the one that tells the tale of our shared fate as a pack. You all know well and good. But if Aaron becomes our alpha... I don't think it's going to be our story anymore. It's going to be his. All the rest of us, the pack, the sept, every single member of this big fuck-off wolfy family of ours are going to be nothing more than bit players to his need to fill this hole his father's carved into his fucking soul. I don't want that. You know I don't. I can't in good conscience let this happen, though. Chow Aaron is my friend, and at times I'll stick my fucking neck out for him no matter what. Ugh, but not this. Too much is at stake for this fate, this task of ours to become endangered by his need to make his own needs come true. No, I can't do this alone. If push comes to shove, I need you and the Sept to brace us all for this, to weigh in on us upstarts about this. I'm just going to do whatever it takes to become Alpha. Wouldn't surprise me if he challenged whatever Alpha is appointed instead of him, beat them, and ensured no one else could ever challenge him afterwards. And the worst fucking thing is... I'm convinced he doesn't even know was prepared to face just what an absolute shit he could be. Even now, he, he reassures, he deflects, he greases palms, he puts troubled minds to sleep with golden promises. I think some part of him thinks he means the best, and that's fine. And he thinks that everyone's fucking okay with him being a complete cunt about things, but he's delusional. He will not, he cannot 
except that he is somehow not going to be accepted for his trouble but driven by Ronic Hero routine. He's almost as bad as Claws of Ivory in that regard, and, well, I know just how much of a nuisance Dimitri is to the likes of you. So, yes. We have big problems on the horizon with a little pack dynamic. As far as I'm concerned, unless Aaron is immediately curtailed, we're all going to suffer under him. Anyway, that's enough for ranting. You've got all the other important shit to be worrying about, and I'll go back to my duties. I need to try and prepare for the moment I'm going to get knee-deep in blood to sort this fucking mess out. Oh yeah, by the way, I heard that um, Fibbers is going to have one of their special nights again next week. <laughs> Wish I was old enough to stay for the good bits. Look, I know it's not my place to say, but you should convince Ross to let you go. You could use... You could use a boost to your spirits after all the stunt that Get's been pulling recently. <sighs> like, really hanging up now. Talk to you in person soon, boss. Oil of hour. And then he hangs up. That was great. Oh, that is fucking awesome. I don't give a shit. That was awesome. Thank you. He really is a gayard. Oh, Very cool. Yes, yeah, she's gonna. she's gonna just... Could you just imagine Paul Shivlin's going to have a two and a half minute, three minute long answer machine message to troll through? <laughs> <laughs> but still. I guess Shiva has missed a lot by being ostracized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's definitely something I want to leave completely up to, uh, to, to you in interpreting how Tally takes this. But... I am assuming a couple of, maybe an hour has passed or so since we broke separate ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you hang up, like, just say five minutes, I don't know, not even that, like, 30 seconds after you hang up, uh, your your message tone goes off. Mm. Okay. He checks the message is done. It's from Aaron. It just says, hope you're all right. <sighs> and and um, that's it. just slumps against the glass and slides back, complete with the comedy. Until <laughs> 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 he's sat on, on the cold, hard stone of the balcony, whatever it is at the balcony, and just... And, try, and just sighs very heavily. I think the only reaction he gets out of that is turn briefly looking out like, did he just kill himself? No, <laughs> he just slumped against the glass. Oh, good. Is he dead? Is he dead? <laughs> oh, my God, good, good. He's not dead. Afterwards, he... he... Up? No, he's still dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's not dead at all. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, after that, he'll spend a few yeah. minutes out there thinking, and then he'll go back in and continue get and get changed the rest of the way. Yes. I think I think I've done enough. I think I've talked enough for now. <laughs> hey, dude! If that's how well you talk, I don't mind. No, no, definitely. No, if that's how you talk, keep talking. Well done. <laughs> definitely well done. Yeah. And you? Yes. Back to uh, actually. Let's go back to. Um, to Aaron and Shiva, then. Okay. Well, uh, I'm assuming what we're, like, arriving at Shiva's apartment or something. Yes, like that. yes. Well, Mary's apartment, uh, yes. 
I, th- I think maybe we fade in on the scene, like just a, like a, a phone is being put back in a pocket after sending a message. That sounds logical, yes. So. Yeah, you're home. I guess this is, this is your place, huh? Oh, no, it's Mary's place, but... Yeah, it's... Um, I've... <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this. I've been here repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> but... Thanks for at least, you know, trying. Well, it's the least any one of us can do. Yeah. <laughs> and then she looks him directly in the eyes and says, yeah. yeah, because we're supposed to be family. I hear you. I hear you. No, you don't. It's going to be all right. No, it is it, Aaron? <laughs> it is. I'm sure of it. I want you to be sure of it, too. I want to find out if he's bluffing. Right. Daniel, right. that uh, would be that would be charisma plus subterfuge. Uh no. No it wouldn't. What would it be then? Uh it would be her perception plus uh, empathy. And yeah. if she gets a success, she will realize he's telling the truth. Is okay. that an opposed check? Not if not, not if I'm not lying to you. Then it's just a matter of are you perceptive enough to to pick up. If on he is actually telling the truth, then yes, definitely. Then it's not a matter of uh, of him trying to conceal the truth. Obviously, so yeah, do roll. Uh, difficulty six. Yep. Let's see if I did this right. Well, very nice. I'll be damned. You are definitely. Um, you are certain he's telling the truth. Actually, you're completely certain. So, well, I guess it's too early to ask if you'll be all right, but will you at least consider what we've talked about? Even if I didn't want to, I wouldn't have much of a choice. You now, can't walk out of a night like this not thinking about that sort of stuff. Besides, I plan to be around to pull your ear every once in a while. I wouldn't have it any other way. Your family. <laughs> uh, I think she would not just him uh, on the shoulder. Um, and says, good night, Aaron. Thanks for walking me home. My pleasure. You take care. Yeah, you too. I guess you have a long way to walk. Lingering stare. Uh, and then he, uh, he cracks a smile at you, turns around and walks. Yeah. The, um, as Shiva enters the apartment, hmm? uh, Mary is, um, well, she's still up, one thing. That's good. Um, she looks at you and at, at you. Uh, she looks at you as you enter. My God, my tongue just did not want to cooperate. And hey. hi, she says, and then she comes over. And I think she can. Of, oh, sorry. She can uh, probably see from she was makeup that she has not outright been crying, but she's definitely had very teary eyes. So yeah. it's smudged. She comes over. She takes one look, then she reaches out to her side, takes a piece of cloth off the, uh, off, off the, um, what's it called? Uh, Kitchen rack? No, table in, in the hallway. Mm. Uh, and, sure. and she reaches up, she's stand still. And then she reaches up and she just, you know, gets the worst of it off your face. I think then, she even looks she, at her with a slight smirk. And then she puts the the cloth down, and then she puts her arms around you, 
And she says, I hope you're all right. I spoke to Mike. I spoke to Michael. If I spoke to finds a way and he told me what happened. I am so sorry. I have been such a massive shit and I am so sorry. Well, you're not the only one. I'm sorry too. I What say you we make another go with this? Yeah. That that would be nice. Good. We'll try. Hey. Mary? Yeah. I like pancakes. I love pancakes actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't that... stifle the awe, so I'm just gonna <laughs> awe. Um, in that case, why don't we sit uh, together tomorrow and have some pancakes? That sounds like a very good idea. Definitely. I think that's, that's a good place to break that one off. Yeah. And, yeah, actually, back to, <laughs> unless anybody has anything else they want to do. With no, me and uh, Taliesin is actually doing this over Whisper instead. All right. Oh, you're making out. No. Ooh, la la, no. Just the getting ready for bed shit. Here's a um, um, That doesn't help. Making out just saying. Doesn't help. No. Skipping the making out part. <laughs> okay, we're going down. We, no. we went from walking each, walking each other home directly into coitus. There is no no, no in no, between. No, 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 definitely not. I should, came out wrong. At, at the risk of at the risk of dropping dropping deliciously evil and non-explained hints, uh, Taliesin has um, has has tragic feelings for a very different uh, werewolf altogether. Sadly. Terran is slowly catching up to that. Oh my. Yes. Teenagers. Yes, indeed. Hormones. Something like that. Well, so we are... And him for clothes cruelty. So I have one question for you lot. Are you okay with continuing until midnight? Um, you did you muted. There's a no from Hiller. It's a no from Hiller. Okay, in that case, we can't. In that case, in fact, I think this is a good place to stop. I will say we have been, by our own standards, we have been inordinately lucky in that the last four, three or four roleplay sessions, we have actually managed to get everyone together to play in them. Yeah. Usually, when yeah. we've been doing games, there's always someone missing. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you have one more prequel to go, guys, which is in twelve days, obviously. I and yes, to... you are ex you are getting an, uh, a single experience point tonight. Hmm. Cool. Yay! I didn't think we would get those. I can take it away again if you want no, me to. No, so. no, 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 no. no. We, we bribed her, and whatever Daniel said wasn't quite bad enough that we lost it again. No. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I went out of my way not to. So, yes. I need to remember how experience was. 
I'm just gonna try to find where the fuck it is in this character sheet. Uh, it's on the first, no. like, uh, God damn it! It's uh, near your noses. Yeah, yeah, it's by rage, noses and willpower. Ah. It's actually right beside rage. One of notes. So I'm just gonna put one in the experience bar. Nope. Yeah. Yes, I can't yep. even spend it yet. No, but it's awesome. It is. What we've done tonight. Experience. Yes, what, we, what we've done tonight has been so awesome. We've actually broken Jones' own set rules for the preludes. Yeah. <laughs> so, which instance was it exactly that uh, earned us that? Uh, fuck. It was one of the jokes you cracked early on, which has now eluded me. But once we listen back to this, I will be able to tell. Hmm. But there was one. I, I took a note of it over here. I just forgot which one it was. But there was <laughs> one where I just sat there and went like, okay, I need to give them an XP tonight. Just one. Nice. <laughs> I wonder what it was. Well, I'll let you know when I listen back to the whole thing. That being said, there will be two new characters in uh, the sept before we play next time. They're going to arrive over the course of the year. Okay. And I'm going to make them visible so that you can all see them. Uh, here we have this guy first. Nori friend of Zansand Mazanderani. Oh, we have a strider? Yes. We have a strider. Very nice. And we have uh, uh no, that's not him. That's Big King. And we, we have the new kid. No, I already um, I already been- put her in there. She's yep. already visible. Senior Nori. That's those, right? Uh, senior Nori, and no, 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 there's. Because you, you already saw Zenia, so there's going to be another one here. Give me a second. Art, right? second. It's not, it's not Ari Lorcan. Oh, no. Oh. Mi- Mikhail Winter Dancer Kulikov. Ah, ooh, Silverfang. Silverfang Ragabash. Very nice. I like he has the same name as my Lupus. <laughs> well, all right. So um, yeah, this was a, a nice session. Yep, I was. This was, uh, fun. this was a lot of fun. I was on edge. That was nice. That was so really... we have two new people. Yep. And next time we two play, well, I shall let you all know before we before we get there. I shall let you all know what it what it will. You know, you will get some forewarning in character. So there you go. And. I'm also going to get a hold of those of you who may or may not, you know, those of you who may feel that they have something that they want to do in the intervening many months or who feel like there's something they need to talk over with me, then no problem. All right. Something that needs to be proven. Um, yeah. All right. So this was, uh, yeah, this was great. Uh, yeah. So this is the third session of, um, of our prelude. So I'm assuming that next time we're basically through the prelude and going nope. into our. No, 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 no. Next time, you, uh, by the way, you, you should remember to pick a, um, you should rep- remember to pick an auspice, uh, uh, gift after this. You get your auspice gift after tonight before we play next time. So the prelude is a four parter? It, it turned into because the the um, the introduction session ended up lasting a whole evening. Oh well, I guess that happens. That's so fine. Just gonna it's going to be one more, and then um, I have to do and, a minute edit on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. 
No spells. That was okay. That was we get to play more, I guess. So play more, yeah. It, it turned into four parts because I uh, sort of convinced John that it would be a good idea to have a session where we actually met each other for the first time. Yeah. Yes. Plus, I'm going to say the next session and your rite of passage are going to pretty much bite each other. Uh, they're they're going to follow right on top of each other. Ah, so your next session is leading into. Yes. Cool. Cool sure. beans. And how many months? Uh, the next one is, the next one is 15 or 16 months, I haven't quite decided. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, put some thought into this because there will definitely mm. have been a change to my character. Oh yeah. She mm-hmm. was well. Yeah, I think everyone's gonna oh, hell yes. Every, everybody's probably going to be different by the end of that long, or at least have developed and evolved a bit. Yeah, this session definitely sowed a few seeds of change. Oh hell yes! This I I will say this 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 was bloody bloody awesome. I enjoyed it. Yes. All right. Well, um, I think that's all. Yep. So uh, yep. with that said, uh, you, my fellow players and storyteller, and you, dear audience. I wish you all a, I guess we all wish you a very nice evening, and you can join us next time for more Werewolf at A Song of Tara. Bye. 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 Bye.